0: Passions podcast, the podcast where we talk about the soap opera passions. I am your regular host LaTara back today with a brand new guest host. I'm so excited. Y'all don't even know. Welcome Maria. I'm I'm, really excited to be here. I'm so excited. Look, everybody, you can see that Maria has like legit passions merch from the NBC store. Circa, what year was this that you got this shirt?
1: Uh, whenever the disaster passion storyline happened I don't, I, I don't we're know. not even there yet so future <laughs> 2004 stuff, maybe yeah no I've been collecting merch like passion hat fisherman's hat I have autographs I literally have a whole book of like autographs from the cast because that would go into the signings like I've been slowly showing you a couple things, but I got stuff. I got signed books.
0: <laughs> I've seen, you've sent me so many things or show me so many things already that I know is a treasure trove. And then on top of just like, not just passion stuff, because she has a an autographed picture of Allison Sweeney, everybody, from uh, if you don't know, Sammy Brady from Days of Our Lives, who's my favorite soap opera character of all time. <laughs> so I'm like jealous. Maria seems, it's, it's Marie's so cool. She went to Comic Con last
1: week, right? Did you meet anybody fun last week? Um, I didn't actually like do any of the interactions with actors because honestly, because of the strike, there weren't a lot of people there. Oh, right. Yeah, there wouldn't be a
0: lot of like people to do the meet and greets. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Were the tickets cheaper?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. seems like they should be I feel like but still worth it for me because it's one of my things that I love to do I, I yeah. do cosplays and so I love to go over there and dress up and just interact with other fans and one of the biggest things this year was the Barbie movie so a oh. lot of people came dressed as Barbie and normally there's like a little insider joke that happens at Comic-Con with different movies like when Mandalorian started, everyone's like, this is the way. And like like everyone will reply and stuff. This year, when you saw Barbie, you would totally be like, Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Yeah. And hi Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Yeah. Regardless if you were dressed as Barbie or not. Oh yeah. 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 It would be a lot of fun.
0: But so we're gonna get into episodes 546 through 550. Yes yes that's right okay because i've been messing up the numbers okay so but before we do that <laughs> let's give big shout a big shout out to all of our patrons over on patreon thank you to munashay marcus brelyn lisa sid Sorana, randall hannah Camelia, amanda monique samantha Jeanette, eric fantasia sean s larissa Maria and Greg Lo- Greg Lopez Fitzgerald, Lisa, Jessica Jean, and our latest and newest um, patron, Laura. Thank you so 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 much for becoming a patron, and thank you all for being patrons. I love you, I really do. I I, I know that that really just came out, but I like really appreciate the the um, community that we're, we have. And when we do our watch parties is so I have like, it's honestly like the highlight of my month.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I, I love those watch parties. Being able to talk to people about a show that's like 20 years old. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I love it. So, um, thank you all for becoming patrons and remember we have another watch party coming up this week and which once this episode is up on the Patreon, that will be tomorrow. And, um, also Halloween party. On Halloween, Tuesday the thirty first. So come, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but I already know what Maria's coming as, and it's amazing. <laughs> like it's, you are not gonna want to miss it. So with that said, I think it's time we get into these episodes and talk about oh. this week. It was a lot. It was like a lot this week. I was yes shocked at how many notes. I haven't taken this many pages of notes in a long time. I I typically. I'm. I've recently. I've been down to like four pages, three and a half pages. I'm, I uh-huh. took like seven pages of notes today. So, y'all, buckle oh. in, strap in. <laughs> yep, here we go. Quite a ride. So we're gonna start with Teresa. Which oh, before we get into this, I want a disclaimer very quickly, Maria. In the Teresa v. Gwen debate, where do you fall?
1: I am completely 100% team Gwen. Ah, can you even believe it? <laughs> I know. I and, and believe me, I am well aware that I'm in the minority, but I stick into my guns and I'm not alone. There is a community out there. There are people who do love and appreciate Gwen. There are people who love and appreciate Gwen. I just had not met one
0: in my 20s years since i've seen this show until i met you but i'm glad i've met you you gave me a new perspective i will say it's nice to hear a, a different perspective i'm still very firmly team teresa always will be but which
1: is great and you should but I do
0: appreciate i do appreciate the the, the way you stand <laughs> ten toes down for gwen <laughs> no matter what so let's talk about oh lord y'all let's talk about Teresa. bless this girl's heart i would try to take it easy on her yeah you try (laughs) listen i've i said last week that i i did give her a little grief last week about this whole situation about like why did you even go to bermuda in the first place ridiculous um but she did so we have to deal with we have to deal with it um so We pick up this week and uh, Chad and Ethan have gone off to get ready for this wedding that they're gonna have at the 24-hour chapel. Meanwhile, Whitney, Teresa, and Julian are all still like at Sheridan and Luis's hotel room, hanging out. Um, So Whitney says to Teresa, who's freaking out, like she just does not seem right, this girl. She's like, what is this trouble you've gotten yourself into? Because Teresa's told her she's in big trouble. It's huge, but she can't tell her what it is. So Whitney's asking her about it. And she says, well, on a scale of you spent too much money on clothes to Ethan's paternity. How big is it?
1: And she goes, bigger. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> and we've already seen, we know it is bigger. Oh yeah we know it's way bigger she
0: says it's bigger but she she declines to explain why and like whatever um oh I you know what I skipped ahead Ethan's still there whatever Ethan's still there Ethan tells Teresa at this point so Teresa walks back across the room this is why I got confused about where they were it's because who has conversations like this Hushed conversations on either sides of the room in one room where all everybody's together. When mm-hmm. like there's clear, clearly something weird going on here, but um, anyway, Ethan uh, tells Teresa that he wants to marry her tonight. He won't take no for an answer. Teresa says, "I'm sorry, we can't get married tonight. We can't." But she struggles to explain why when he says, "Why can't why why can't we get married?" And yeah. and uh, Julian then steps in to explain for her saying, oh, a girl a girl like Teresa, her marriage means everything to her. I mean, she wouldn't want a, a thrown together wedding. Good for, she she of course would want to
1: get married in a church, she's a good Christian girl after all. I will say though, that explanation is actually a good one by Julian. That man can think on his feet, cause that was good. I'm like, bravo, Julian, that's very believable. and. Someone like Teresa, who's very traditional, that works. Like Ethan just go, okay, I get it. I back off. Can we go can we circle back a little bit though? Cause I know you talked about it a little in last week's episode. It's just that since I had to rewatch it, I remembered the ring and how Ethan answers his own question. And it's the stupidest conclusion that I've ever heard. You're wearing a ring, so guys don't talk to you, as if a ring stops guys from talking to you.
0: As if a ring stops guys from talking to you, but also in these episodes, he says to her, well, why can't we get married? You've already got a ring. She's gonna use this random ring as her wedding band. That, like as much as they as as much as they have talked about like how sacred marriage is and how sacred the rings are and that they're a symbol of our love and a symbol of our um um uh, commitment to one another. You you want her to wear this like cracker jack box ring that you think that she got from like uh, you know a, the, uh a children. Wasn't even explain where she got it from no well no she didn't explain again he came up with that answer himself and he i guess he just assumed she has a travel ring
1: (laughs) she has a ring for traveling which still makes no sense and whitney made a great point saying teresa wouldn't wear a wedding ring without being married because it's bad luck which made me then circle back and i'm gonna be rewinding pretty far back so walked around with another woman's engagement ring and didn't seem to think that was bad luck at all.
0: Because she felt like it was hers.
1: And when it got unstuck, she didn't tell nobody and was continuing to wear it, so it was no longer, oh, it got stuck. She felt like that
0: ring belong to her already. Let's be clear; she, like she felt like that ring never was never really for Gwen. Like she was like, "This is my ring, honestly." And uh, and also, it's only bad luck if your ring ends up on somebody else's finger, <laughs> of right? Course. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, it's Teresa logic. I'm so it's sorry, it's Teresa logic. <laughs> but yes, yeah, he, Ethan, blesses. Oh God, Ethan is very pushy this week. And I didn't yes. understand it. I didn't quite get where he was coming from. But we're we're about to talk about that. Yes. So Um. Julian steps in, to explain everything why Teresa wouldn't want to get married. He says, "Oh, she's a good Christian girl. She wants to get married in a church. She doesn't want her, her this this means so much to her. She doesn't want a thrown together wedding. For for goodness sake, her mother isn't even here. Great, all great explanations. I, and um, Ethan says, "Well, we can just have a second ceremony when we get back." I mean, again, Julian gave really good explanations that were very reasonable, and Teresa co-signed. She was like, yeah, that's it. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. Makes sense to me. Honestly, I was wondering how she was going to get out of it when Julian stepped in. I was like, good job, Julian. So, yeah. um, She he says, we can just have a second ceremony when we get back to Harmony, but this one on the island will just be for us. And Teresa's still floundering, can't Form a coherent sentence, um, and she says it just doesn't feel right. The timing is off. And mm-hmm. then Ethan, Ethan starts talking about how when he was on the plane, he got the strangest feeling that if they didn't get married tonight, that they never will. Bro, what?
1: <laughs> what? one are you, Charity?
0: <laughs> well, but also, <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Thing. What? Why are you getting premonitions and feelings all of a sudden? Exactly. But, but also, I. I would be concerned if a man said to me, "We have to get married immediately, or we never will." Like, like if, even if it was somebody I was in, you know, a relationship with, that, or my fiance, and they came to me and was like, "We have to get married now, or we never will." Explain, please. What do you mean? What's so? What's going to be different tomorrow? That like, what do you know that I don't know? Basically, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we know a whole lot about Teresa right now. But if we take that out of the the equation, because Ethan doesn't know that we take that out of the equation. He's just pressuring her to get married for what? some odd reason of I don't if we don't do it now we'll never get married what are you keeping what are you holding back from me why are you so for me it's like why are you trying to get me married
1: to you so fast all of a sudden yeah i, I would be suspicious um because again the only other thing suspicious. i can think of the only other thing i can think of he wants to get high and heavy with the girl and he wants to marry her so he can't legit leave. Mm, you make good point
0: you make a good point i mean they did already have sex though so
1: which makes no sense, because she agreed to do it without being married anyway. Why not agree to do it a second time? Other than that, like, right, the deed why is are you so rushing to put a ring on it? Like, you know, you could fly right back to Harmony tonight. Well, Literally. Like, there's no need to wait. Literally, why
0: are y'all staying here? And how did the day get so far away from them? How did it get so dark all of a sudden? They got there that morning and found Teresa that
1: morning. And now it's the night. It, I mean, it's the dead of night. Yeah. I don't know how it I was happened. I'm going to talk about that when we're talking about Sheridan and Louise, because that time jump had me. And we'll get to yeah. that because I have comments on that too. They blow up and the sun's up. And then all of a sudden it's the dead <laughs> of night in the middle of the ocean. No, but Louise's head is face down. He He held his breath <laughs> the whole day. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. No, so, no. we'll talk more about that when we get to Shuis, which is coming up right after this um, yeah. so uh, Ethan's pressuring her pressuring her pressuring her she says it doesn't feel right Um, and then he says that um he has this feeling that if they don't get married tonight, they never will, and he badgers her more and more. And he says, "Do this for, for me, Teresa. I just want you to do to do this one thing for me, Teresa." It just feels very manipulative,
1: because marriage
0: is a huge thing. Now I know that these two people are engaged; we're supposed to be married a day ago, right? But it just oh God, it was just a day the, ago, right? Yeah, it's just a day ago. Like, okay, let's. Here's here's the time right now. Teresa flew down to Bermuda the morning the morning after the wedding yes and that's then right. the morning after that Ethan flew to Teresa or flew to Bermuda they so it's been two days basically since they were supposed to get married um and now we're at the end of this day um but uh, yeah he says do this for me is I just want you to do this one thing. This is the only request I have of you. I've never asked you for anything. And she eventually relents, cause I mean, she's 18 and she loves yes. this man and bless her little heart. She relents, um, Julian is dismayed. He's like, what the hell? So Chad. that's when Chad and Ethan go off to prepare for the wedding, get the go find the chapel and um, schedule the their quickie wedding. And uh, Julian pulls Teresa out to the balcony to talk to her privately and says to her, why the hell did you tell Ethan you would marry him when you're already married to me? Bigamy is illegal in the United States, but here in Bermuda as well. And he says, if you marry Ethan, you will go to prison. <laughs> I if you, if I got a lot of lines this week that could be um, possible episode titles, but if you marry Ethan, you will go to jail is definitely a a, a contender, um or go to prison. So uh, she says she doesn't know why she 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 didn't know what to do. Like he kept pushing her, so she caved, and um because I mean her choices were either tell him the truth right then and there or say yes, <laughs> right like yeah. he what, he had already said he wasn't going to take no for an answer and he had shown that he wasn't taking no for an answer so those were her choices so julian you would not be happy either way actually this is this worked out better for you because if i had told him the truth he probably would have be would be beating your ass right now you they would have thrown you over the balcony oh like, yeah you so but anyway he's mad at teresa for telling him that and um uh he says he says, you know what? I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll get the marriage annulled. You go ahead and get married to Ethan. I'll take care of everything. Once you get back to Harmony, y'all will have a second wedding and that will be your legal ceremony. And nobody ever needs to know that you and I were ever married.
1: Um, Which and- once again, great idea by Julian. It's, the, it's a good scheme to just fake it this way yeah, and then have the man. real one. Because no yeah. one's going to really know about the Bermuda one since it's just him and Teresa. Their real one would be in front of everyone. So it, he- I can see the brilliance of that plan. And there was a line that he did say that says, I'm Julian Crane, I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except make Ethan a crane, which is what she wants. Mm.
0: Well, he, but that's not what he wants. And he, uh, Julian's going to, like you said, do what he wants. What he but- wants. I, the thing is, uh, yes, it is an okay scheme. Like it's a it's a decent idea, if and that's and this is a big if. If Julian really can get that marriage annulled immediately, but if he can't get the marriage annulled immediately, then she really does marry Julian. Like at this point, and later on, they do some stuff that. I think makes us believe that this wedding is not wouldn't be legal wouldn't be legit yeah but right this moment it seems like he's telling her go marry Ethan and in the meantime I'll get our marriage annulled but she was about to go and marry Ethan in the next like half hour hour like you're gonna get the you're gonna go to deal with Bermuda bureaucracy in the next hour and get your marriage annulled i don't care who the fuck you are bureaucracy <laughs> you, i don't care who you are paperwork and bureaucracy will knock you down a peg I, it really will See,
1: but his plan was he'll get his marriage annulled the marriage to ethan will still not be real anyway because he was gonna just try to convince them to not do a real wedding so to have a fake wedding so they would still be married and he would still work on getting the annulment done so that when she finally does do the marriage in harmony and it's really doing a ceremony because technically they already signed a marriage certificate before the ceremony it's like it's marriage one-on-one you actually go and get a marriage certificate first and then perform the ceremony
0: yeah not in passions not in not Bermuda, in passions, of appa- course, and not in Bermuda. Apparently, or in Passions, like the people, the writers of Passions don't understand much of anything. Because also later, there's a whole thing about Teresa feeling woozy, and it's obviously like a precursor to us finding out that she is pregnant. And it was so dumb because there's no Spoiler way- Spoiler alert! In
1: case anyone's no, watching. <laughs> there's no
0: way you're experiencing pregnancy symptoms in within two days of intercourse. Like, no. it, it's just, there's just no way. But anyway, these people don't know. The, the people who wrote this show seem to not know how anything works. Um, but yeah, the this wedding is, the plan is from what I can tell, the plan is that Julian will have the his wedding to Teresa or marriage to Teresa annulled the wedding that she and Ethan have won't be legal. And once they get back to harmony, they will have the legal ceremony, but Ethan won't will never be the wiser. He won't know that they weren't married legally already. But here's the thing here's my thing. You only get legally married one time, right? Like there's one marriage certificate. Like what would they do if they, what are they going to do about the marriage certificate in Bermuda as far as Ethan and Teresa go, right? Like are they going to sign it and
1: not it? I don't think it's it? going to be a real certificate because again, he's going to try to just fake a wedding.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Okay.
1: Ethan's yeah. a lawyer. there are yeah. multiple licenses floating around. Because, again, there is one in Harmony waiting for a ceremony with Ethan and Teresa, which oh, yeah. didn't work.
0: Oh, yeah. You have a good point. They would have already done their wedding license and everything. Yes. Yeah. They did that. Because they did the blood test
1: 200 episodes
0: ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is also something that people no longer do anymore.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, all right i'm feeling better about
1: this it's passion's logic that's all we just got to chalk it up passion's logic suspend belief
0: sometimes i hit a passion's roadblock and i have a hard time getting over it (laughs) like getting past that but i'm gonna get past it this is the plan it's a bad plan but it's fine it's what they're doing so uh julian goes on to um uh presumably he's leaving to take care of things, but that is not at all what he does. He goes- well, don't
1: forget Bruce comes in, his friend Bruce.
0: Yeah, and then he hangs out with Bruce. Instead of telling Bruce, like, fuck off, dude, I got shit to do. I'm <laughs> like, he and Bruce drink, and then Bruce talks cash money shit about <laughs> Julian to his face and tells him, like, basically, I'm not really your friend. Like, I I was having too many laughs last night to stop. Julian him. blames Bruce. Bruce shows up, which, a reminder to those of you who may not, may have forgotten, Bruce is like, One of the creep squad members, one of these old dudes that uh, Julian is friends with, who is an old lech, just like Julian, birds of a feather. And um, so Bruce meets up with Julian and it was so funny actually I actually did laugh at a couple of the things that that Bruce said um Julian runs into Bruce blames him for not stopping the wedding um and Bruce uh, takes delight in this situation he's laughing he's joking like what was I supposed to do you know and he says uh don't tell he starts laughing he says don't tell me your ex-son found out you married his fiance <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed so hard at that because he was cracking and he was like cracking up at his jokes. Like, I feel like that guy really was like having a good time with this storyline, oh, like was. that actor. Yeah. Um, and so he laughs about the whole situation and their joke. He jokes about Teresa keeping it all in the family. <laughs> that girl really keeps it all in the family, doesn't she?
1: And not to um, foreshadow, but she really does. <laughs> she really does. Ugh.
0: She really does. They. Talk and talk, and eventually they come to the conclusion that Julian and Teresa are screwed. So, like, whatever happened to Julian, like Julian's plan goes out the window immediately. He goes and talks to Bruce and then, but then never goes to to any office to try to get this marriage annulled. That would be the first that's what he should be doing. He's that's the only thing he should be worried about doing right now. But what happens is Bruce then says, Hey, calm down. Um, or no, he doesn't tell them to calm down. He says, what about the justice of the peace? And, um, Julian's like, what do you mean? What about the justice? He says, well, there's only one on the island. He's going to remember Teresa from last night. And the minute he remembers Teresa, he's going to blow this whole thing sky high. So, you know, you don't have to worry about Teresa telling him because the justice of the peace is going to tell him.
1: And again, passion's logic. How does a whole country just got one justice of the peace? Yeah. and so, Okay. Now, this is where
0: my ignorance as an American is going to come in, because my, I'm, I, my thought process, because I thought the same thing. I was like, there's only one justice of, of the peace in all of Bermuda. But my thought process is, because he says there's only one on the island. So is Bermuda made up of multiple islands, kind of like Japan or the Philippines, or, you know, is Bermuda
1: multiple islands, or is it... No, I, I think one Bermuda, island. This it, it, I should have looked this up. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it it's just one island and maybe there's little tiny islands around it. It's not like Hawaii that's made up of like almost equally sized um, because Japan is really just one big island with a lot of sprinkled islands around it.
0: Right. Um, <clears throat> but maybe this is like the same thing with Bermuda and there's some little islands around, but they're all part of the country, multiple
1: it, it's just a little hard to believe that any one singular country would just have one person performing all marriages.
0: Okay, it is seven islands.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, It's seven Town islands. islands. So, I, you know, I I will give them the benefit of the doubt on this. Maybe it's this- What's this the population? Of, the, of all of
1: Bermuda? Yeah. The oh, popul- well, maybe it's a smaller island. Okay, never mind then. Cause maybe the island that they're on is a small island.
0: Right. I mean, the the whole population of Bermuda is 63,000 people.
1: Like that's not many
0: people at all. You wouldn't need more than one justice of the peace.
1: <laughs> that isn't a lot of people. That's so few people. Wow. I, okay. I will say that their casting choice of a single justice of the peace in Bermuda does not seem to go correctly. Yeah. Cause that's doesn't Caribbean. Die, there should be a little more color in that person. That guy Don't looks jive. like he came from New England. Doesn't pass the jive test at all.
0: No. Uh, but this guy, and we're gonna talk about this Justice of the Peace in a second. This, <laughs> this I like the performance that that uh, actor gave, though. Okay, yeah. so the Julian realizes, oh my goodness, there's only one Justice of the Peace on this island. I have to stop Teresa from like going down there so that she he we're, our scheme isn't blown sky high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs out, goes to find Teresa, and he goes back to the uh, Sheridan and Louisa's room via the balcony, but he doesn't find Teresa because Whitney has talked to Teresa and they have this conversation. So th- it's very important that we talk about this conversation before we bring Julian back in. Whitney, uh, Whitney is the friend we all need. Whitney is a good person, a good friend. She does. I she's mean, conscience. She she's her conscience, and so they have a conversation where Whitney is trying to understand what is going on. So she's got this because Teresa's got this dress and shoes that earlier she had asked Whitney to hide. She's like, hide this for me. Um, and now we're talking. So now we're back to this dress. Now that the boys are gone, nobody's here. It's just Whitney and Teresa. Whitney's asking about this dress, and mm-hmm. um there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of Teresa doing that thing where she acts like she's like a wet chihuahua, where she's just like, <laughs> oh <laughs> where she's just like, like shaking, where she's just like shaking.
1: <laughs> Listen, I love Lindsay. Is there a reason I... why you chose a chihuahua?
0: Oh <laughs> no. she's Mexican. a a, a wet pomeranian then my gosh no yeah yeah i guess i i I didn't think about that my bad (laughs)
1: might be y'all my bad y'all know i'm not no you're good you're good i'm messing with you i know (laughs) we know rebecca and um can be extremely i I, Uh. I know i should have chose a different dog I mean, you're not wrong. Those little guys are always shaking. Yeah, cause they don't have any like meat on
0: them, and they don't have any much fur. So like, once they get wet, they're like so cold and shaky. Yeah. And she looked really cold and shaky, and was <laughs> doing that whole shtick that she does. Um, and Whitney's like, "What is it? What is it about this dress?" Cause uh, Teresa's like, "I don't want to see this dress." And Whitney picks it up and is like. Oh yeah, is because she says, "Oh, is this the dress that you want to? Uh, should should you put this dress on to get married to Ethan, basically?" And she's like, "No, I don't want that dress." Whitney picks it up and says, "Oh, well, I guess it's it is pretty revealing. It's not necessarily something you get married in." And then Teresa says, "But I did." <laughs> yes, it is. Just like it is a wedding dress, and and. Whitney's like, what do you mean? This is a wedding. Poor, poor Whitney was just trying so hard. I feel like in the back of her mind, she all—I feel like she got there and knew what was going on because she knows her friend, but she just wanted to hold out. And it was like, no, yeah. there's no way my my best friend did this. But so, Whitney to me is playing dumb. I know she's—I know they didn't really write it that way, but to me, I think she's playing dumb. I know her subconscious knows that Teresa got married to
1: Julian. Like, it's obvious.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: But, I think her playing dumb is because she wouldn't be able to understand why or how. Yeah. 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 Like she know she knows Teresa's capable of crazy shit. She just wouldn't be able to put together, wait, how do we get here? Because you are so obsessed with Ethan. You would never. So Winnie gets
0: more and more frustrated with Teresa, and Teresa finally says I called that, I said that that is a dress that you would get married in because I got married in it last night. And Whitney says, what do you mean? Ethan wasn't here last night. Wendy, girl, what are you? Th- uh, girl, 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 come on now.
1: Ethan wasn't That's just here asking last stupid night. questions. You came down with him. You know he wasn't there. Like, why are we asking this question? The question should be, who did you marry? Not, nah, wait, exactly. but Ethan wasn't here. Obviously, obviously. obviously.
0: So, we do this for way too long for Whitney to be such a smart girl. She's like, but Ethan wasn't here. So what did you do? Like, How did you get married if Ethan wasn't here? It's like, obviously she married somebody else. So they sit down, they recap, and, and Teresa explains everything, all the details, all the sordid details. And Whitney um, says because uh Teresa shows her the marriage license and Whitney questions Teresa like well you said y'all woke up together and that's when Teresa says you got that right Whitney not only did I marry Crane, Qua- not only did I marry Julian Crane I had sex with him <laughs> can you imagine like being a teenage girl actually this is a short story here Cause I was about to say, can you imagine being a teenage girl and your like best friend tells you like she has like slept with this old dude and has married him and has married him. When I was in high school, I had a friend who I'm not gonna name, and we were really, really good friends, and she started dating this guy who was like in his late 20s, and we were 16. Um, and I remember that he proposed to her and they got married when we turned 18. Um and, and but I remember we were all of us, all of all of um her bridesmaids, we were all the same age friends, were so disgusted. Like I was just like, how is she marrying this old man? Like of course now like twenty-eight isn't old, but twenty-eight versus sixteen is like crazy. You know what I mean? That's so, illegal in a lot of states. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> But he, to us, he was really, to, to me and all of my friends at that time, he was like so oh. old. She brought him the prom. He came to prom. <laughs> oh. But you know what? They're still married. They have a beautiful family. So oh it all God. worked out. Oh it God. all worked out. But yeah, anyway, I was just thinking about like being a teenage girl and your teenage friend tells you this, that she's gotten married to this old dude, and that they've had sex. Huh? Yikes. Oh, my brain could not comp- could not even compute. So Whitney starts to just kind of lay into Teresa,
1: rightfully so. She's doing what the mm-hmm. Russell sisters always do. The um, I told she's... you so, you know Julian. you know his reputation. What were you doing? Yeah. And she does implore Teresa to tell the truth. Exactly. She says, she tells her, you can't marry Ethan. You
0: slept with Ethan's father. <laughs> <laughs> you can't marry Ethan you slept with Ethan there but then she tells her you know he know Ethan knows Julian's rep, rep- reputation my gosh I can't speak today Ethan mm-hmm. knows um Julian's reputation better than anybody else he's not going to blame you for this he's not going to be mad at you for this like he I mean he might but he he will get over it and I don't think yeah. he he definitely will not blame you. He knows that you are blameless and that you came here out of the goodness of your heart to do a good thing for him. Um, And Teresa refuses. She says, he'll never love me if if he hears what I've done. He'll never love me again if he hears what I've done. And Whitney says, you already had one wedding that was called off and canceled because you didn't tell Ethan the truth. Now you have another chance. You have another wedding where you need to tell the truth. You're getting a second chance and he will forgive you for doing for what has happened today or last night. What he won't forgive is you lying to him again. Which yeah. Whitney makes such a good point here because Ethan has un- very annoyingly for the last 300 episodes talked incessantly about how honest these two are with each other and how he knows she would never lie to him and how it's so important to have honesty in a relationship. I mean, this man is constantly talking about it.
1: Yeah. He's also making excuses for people when they lie. So it's not a hard stop. It's not a boundary for him because Teresa has been lying since almost the day they met. For her own reasons, to get close to him, to always be around him or whatever. And they got together. Okay. But there was always some deceitfulness with her. That So he's known that this is a trait of hers. He's just always ex- explaining it away. She's young. She didn't want to get in trouble. She doesn't want. So, like, dude, you're you're allowing this person to constantly lie. Because you're allowing yourself to always have an excuse for why they're lying to you. So it's not a hard stop. It's not a boundary.
0: This is why you're a guest host today, Maria. This is, <laughs> good stuff, girl. Good stuff. It's not a hard boundary. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's not a hard boundary, and which is why it do, it does make sense that he she should just come clean, yes. and that she should understand that Ethan will likely understand. You know, yes. but again, she's a child. She's a child. I know. I give she her that a young. lot. But she, but so, but also, so is Whitney. She and Whitney are the same age. She and Whitney are the same. That's age. That's also true. And Whitney is making more sense and has a more rational mind, so uh, she she's telling her to tell Ethan the truth. And e- Teresa decides to do this. Now, here is the point where I started to yell at my computer because because I was taking notes and watching watching on yeah. my computer. Teresa decides, yes, I'm going to go and tell to Ethan the truth. But Whitney decides, I'm gonna stay here, girl. This is a very fragile moment. You need to get Teresa to Ethan and get them and facilitate this conversation. Obviously, she's yeah. not going to do it by herself. You know this girl. Just go with her, but she doesn't go with Teresa. She's like, I need to call my
1: mom. Eve, don't give a fuck where you are. i was I was just as confused. Like first of all, also, aren't you a witness to the wedding as well? Like what, what are you doing? What do you mean you got to call your mom? You just left last night. Did you not even tell her when you left? And then First I know we're going to get to her phone call with her mom, which was crazy with Julian lurking in the back, but she's like, tell so-and-so that I'm not going to be there for like coaching. Cause again, now all of a sudden we, we weren't about tennis. What was you flew to Bermuda and you thought you were going to make it back for a tennis lesson in the morning. What was that about? So yes, it, Whitney says,
0: I have to call my mom. So she sends Teresa on her way, on her Mary, by herself. And yeah. then she calls her mom and she says, oh yeah, um, I'm fine. Teresa's fine. Uh, Make sure you tell Pilar that Teresa's fine. And please let little Susie May know that I'm not going to make it for her. T- I don't think I'm going to make it for her tennis lesson. We have a tennis lesson tomorrow morning, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Why do they insist on make trying to make us think that this girl plays tennis? This girl does not play tennis she not she no. barely ever brings it up they just brought it they and it was just so random to just throw that into the conversation just to remind us by the way, remember Whitney
1: plays tennis you yeah. know and she we cares and she's gonna be you know all red-eyed and tired trying to show someone a lesson in the morning after being in Bermuda she
0: listen i would i wouldn't want tennis lessons tennis lessons from whitney she doesn't even practice i haven't ever seen her on a court in 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 years at this point yes, i don't sister. want a tennis lesson from you <laughs> you know what, what what can you teach me um so yes she's on the phone meanwhile this is the point where julian comes looking for Teresa, right because he's Talk to Bruce about the Justice of the Peace, he comes in through the balcony and um, he finds Whitney who's on the phone. And once she's off the phone, Julian explains that they have to stop Teresa um, because the moment the Justice of the Peace sees her, he'll recognize her and tell Ethan to stop the whole wedding and everything. Whitney then like, agrees with Julian, like, yes, we have to stop Teresa. No, you don't have to stop Teresa. Teresa's going to tell Ethan the truth. That's where Teresa's mm-hmm. going. So she's going to find Ethan. And here's the thing. Once she finds Ethan, even if she finds Ethan and he's with the Justice of the Peace, She can just look at Ethan and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Come with me. Can we talk alone? Although I do, knowing Ethan, he'll probably be like, oh, everything's fine. Oh, this is the justice of the peace. Oh, oh," you know how he does and not let her speak. Um, Mm -hmm. But they run off to go and find Teresa. Um, I think I, I wrote what difference does it make? That's what it's <laughs> like, what difference does yeah. it make if they find Teresa before she uh the justice of the Peace sees her or not because the whole point is that she's supposed to be telling Ethan the truth as far as it goes yeah. as far as Whitney goes, you know, what Julian I also one
1: point, where'd that dress come from? I thought she didn't have money. Which dress did she changed the one that Teresa changed into the purple one you, you, you that's crazy. I didn't even notice she changed clothes. Well, of course, she She wasn't gonna go to the robe to the chapel. She changed and did her hair. She got ready for her wedding. You make such a great point. Where the hell did that dress come from? Where did that dress
0: come from? Because she
1: she, and if she brought that dress, why didn't she wear that dress to to dinner? Yeah. (laughs) The only thing I can think of, Whitney loaned her that dress. But then why would would Whitney Whitney have brought a dress?
0: dress? Yeah. No, I think yeah that's a plot hole that's a hole that's a that's That's a a gaping hole hole. uh because they they never go to buy a new dress it literally goes from talking about the the other dress the other wedding
1: dress yeah to her being in that purple dress yeah yeah and it's not the dress she wore to bermuda so it's not like she just changed into her original clothes she wore like khakis and a and a cute little like
0: well she wore. she did wear whitney's clothes to bermuda i i those were clothes that's that Whitney right. had
1: loaned her yeah huh so she didn't bring clothes that's right she left she with what anything. she had which was whitney's clothes so where did that purple dress come from passions passion <laughs> came, passion's logic from, there you go came from passions yeah that's a good
0: I, I you called a good one i didn't even catch that one So they, um, Whitney finds Teresa, but Julian, somehow they get separated, I don't know how, but Julian gets to the chapel and finds Ethan and Chad talking, um, not to the Justice of the Peace, but just Ethan and Chad in there where the Justice of Peace is. But we need to talk about what happened before Julian got in there. That's what we need to Mm -hmm. talk about. So. Ethan and Chad are talking. Ethan is talking about how happy he is. He says, look at this place. It looks like Teresa de- decorated this already for her own wedding. Because we find out from the Justice of the Peace that they had these specific flowers a- already there from the last wedding because they were the bride's favorite flowers. Which, how did they get so many of those flowers? Like, like I, don't, I don't know, whatever. They had and her favorite was, flowers there already. They
1: were both so drunk. How were they directing anyone about flowers? Exactly. And, and, and I know that like that whole thing is cringy watching the flashbacks, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I was laughing because when they're like, Do you wanna get married? Julie is like, What's up? the <laughs> flashbacks to
0: them getting married are funny. They are. They're funny. Like it it's It's shitty what's happening. The thing is, my, my the thing that was has always been very hard for me to watch, or the thing that I was struggling with last week and the week before, was all the stuff that was happening in bed. The stuff that I was watching where he where she was clearly like incapacitated and he's like pawing at her body and forcing her to lay down and forcing her to stay on the bed. All of that was really kind of like sinister, but wasn't being played up in the way that I felt like it should have been. The wedding stuff, even though it is like really Ugh! Uh, wh- what are we doing it's it is funny it is it, I laughed I laughed because it was yeah. just so they were so sloppy and such a mess
1: over the top acting it was amazing you know and I think at that time too what's up was a thing yes
0: they were doing that's when I la- that's what I laughed at because I was like that's
1: so hilarious they were just going what's up what's up but I oh didn't make a they didn't say yes what's up is not yes <laughs> so is what's that legal there's no yes
0: you make a good point well you know what we're gonna get i'm about to i'm about to lay into this justice of the peace just so you know
1: oh, go, go. so
0: let's talk about this justice of the peace he shows up to the chapel where ethan and chad are talking about getting married and not to each other obviously but um the, the Justice of the Peace finds like the pictures, the wedding pictures from the uh, Julian and Teresa's wedding right mm-hmm. before he sees Ethan and Chad and he looks at him he's like, oh, these are a disgrace. And it's just pictures of them being real sloppy with champagne and falling all over each other. And um, so Ethan and Chad come in and uh, they're ready to book the wedding. And the Justice of the Peace says, yeah, we got open availability. What time you want to get married? And Ethan's like, as soon as possible um and he says well we offer a full service wedding um photographer videographer all the things it rings anything you might need and ethan says oh are those pictures from a recent wedding that he was holding he says are those pictures from a recent wedding i'd love to see them and see what kind of work your photographer does and the justice of peace looks at him and is like this is not a fair representation of, <laughs> a fair representation of what our photographer does and so he refuses to show him the pictures. We get a lot of these moments this week with Ethan. It looks like Ethan's about to find out that Julian and Teresa got married, but none of them bear fruit. I can't talk. None of them bear fruit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna talk too much about them, but that was one of them, one of the moments, which actually was kind of funny to me. Um, Cause at one point he drops the pictures and it's whatever, N- nothing happens with these. It's all
1: tactics. I mean, think about it. We're reviewing a whole week. And you can condense it to like 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. Nothing Storyline. happens. Nothing happens with those pictures at all. So um then the justice starts to talk about, well, these pictures are from a wedding that I did last night, and it was really crazy. The they woke me up out of my sleep in the dead of the night. They were so drunk, and I there it was a considerably older man, and I I hate to call him an old lech, but that's what he was. That, that his words, not mine. And he says, and the the young lady was uh, less than respectable. And then he talks about how drunk they were and that the groom was chugging from a bottle of champagne during the whole ceremony, which begs the question, why would you marry these two people?
1: Thank you. I agree. you what? seem to have such a moral, high high almighty attitude about, like, the sanctity of marriage, but then why did you marry him? And don't give me this, well, it's Julian Crane and he could do what he wants.
0: Yeah, because it seemed like he didn't even know who Julian was. Like, until Julian told him who he was in this day. So, yeah. I, why would you why would you agree to marry these two people? I would think that there would be
1: like an ethical concern probably. I don't know. Like, I don't, and why I don't know. Why are you complaining about being woken up in the dead of night? If they're literally saying it's a 24 hour chapel, then yeah. should you not have two people working? Like, Hello? are you, are you just on call? If you're on call, then don't complain that they woke you up. You on call, dude, this is your job. It's 24 hours. You offer this service.
0: Yep. You're on call. You offer the. You're the one that says it's 24 hours. So yeah, they're gonna wake. People are gonna wake you up from time to time, and yes. uh, yeah. And what do you ex- also like the whole like they were so drunk and not respectable? Why do you run a 24 hour wedding chapel? What do you? What kinds of couples do you expect to come in here at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I. And then I you don't
1: even offer Elvis. Come on. Yeah.
0: I. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis, who's the other pet? At least Pat Boone. No, was, <laughs> that, that's a bad joke. Don't laugh. <laughs> but anyway, they, whatever. He goes on and on about these two people. And Ethan's like, well, not me and my fiance. We take marriage very seriously. And she's a very respectable young girl. And we really believe in the sanctity of marriage. It doesn't matter.
1: Like you don't know this guy. You don't have anything to prove <laughs> to this man. What is the sanctity of marriage if you're forcing the girl to marry you after she said, no, let's wait. No, mm-hmm. we have to get married. Then how much do you really respect marriage? Mm-hmm. Very true, Maria. Um, so <laughs>
0: oh meanwhile, this all happens. The the Justice of the Peace then leaves to like deal with some wedding stuff i guess and that's when julian comes into the chapel looking for teresa uh but he only finds ethan and chad um and they talk for a little bit ethan says to uh, julian at one point i'm really glad you're here oh Oh. my god he says i know i'm not necessarily your son anymore but i'm 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 really glad you're I'm actually glad you're here. Oh, Because, I mean, that's his dad, man. That man has only not been his dad for, like, six months. You know?
1: That's his father. That's the man who raised him. It's true. He might not have always liked him, but he respected him as his dad. And he obviously was treated better than even any of the other kids. Because not like Julian talks about any of the other kids. So even though, you know, Ivy kept, you know, Ethan close it meant he was able to build a relationship with Ethan. He always did care about Ethan. He is just shitty. Sorry. Uh, no, but why are you I apologizing? Did. No, they, they, he is shitty. But Percy. <laughs> have you heard me? <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure that we don't, you know, have issues with YouTube or anything. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. I don't care about any of that.
0: <laughs> say what you want to say. This is a free speech zone. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, he no, he he has been shitty, but it's still his dad. And like, here's my thing. Like, I can't speak for you, Maria, but for me, if today I found out that my father wasn't uh, biologically my father, it would change exactly nothing about the way I feel about him because all of that's done. All it's built. The relationship is built. Um, yep. And I mean, me and my daddy look like twins, so there's literally yeah. no way that not, he's not my dad, but like... Same. I look exactly like my dad. What exactly. is that? I, I read one time, and I don't know how true this is. I read one time that like a lot of like evolutionarily people tend to look like their fathers because um, it kept like men from killing the children.
1: It, it's actually, I've read the same thing. You know, and yeah. as infants and babies the babies will tend to look like the father just to have like confirmation that it's theirs and they can bond with the baby to take care of the baby yeah like i don't know i read that
0: one time and was and was mortified but anyway <laughs> um yeah ethan ethan shares like a slight tender moment with julian not knowing that julian is uh, just like the shittiest fucking person um well oh, yeah. he does know that though but you know he Ethan's a sweet dum dum. So, um, Julian then uh, I, he leaves. I don't even want to talk about some. There's something happens, but it's not even it's not important. So I'm gonna skip over it. Julian does
1: leave because he's looking for Teresa, who's like, I'm gonna go find Teresa. Um, but before he Wait, finds there Teresa, there was a moment I did want to talk before you get to that because when he is with Julian, Ethan then brings up the story that he got from the justice of a piece about like, Oh, there was a couple here that got married or whatever. And that Ethan's like in passion. So opera, I know what's going on here. And, you know, and, and to then find out Ethan's like, it was one of your friends that got married to some young girl. And he all of a sudden, it's all like he's all high and mighty about marriage to the most judgmental fuck I've seen. I'm like, calm the fuck down, Jul- uh, Ethan. Yeah. You and your high almighty. And that's one of the biggest issues I've had with Ethan throughout the whole thing. Cause it's his moral high ground when it's like, dude, you're the problem. I don't believe Ethan's ever
0: even been to church. <laughs> right. To a service. <laughs> Do you? No. I don't. No. I don't. When, and later, on, We'll talk about it later. But later on when Pilar sees Ivy at church, she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yes. She's yeah. like, and don't tell me you're here for the service. Cause no, you're not. <laughs> No. I don't think I don't think Ethan's ever even been to a church service. So for him to uh, always talking about like the sanctity of marriage and the you know being all uh, holier than thou
1: about things feels a little off to me. Yeah. But but that's always been Ethan's MO. He has always been better than everyone else and expects mm-hmm. the most of everyone you are absolutely right that is <laughs>
0: so true so um julian did that yes they do have that conversation and that is when uh julian goes to find teresa meanwhile whitney has found teresa teresa's sitting right right outside the chapel yeah. right outside the chapel whitney has found teresa teresa tells her um i feel weak. Like I I feel woozy. I was about to go and talk to Ethan, but I started to feel really sick. So that's why I'm sitting right here. And I knew immediately that this was supposed to be like a foreshadowing for the fact that she is pregnant. But there's just no way she spoiler. Alert. This spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't if you don't know after 20 something years <laughs> Teresa's pregnant. Um, yeah. She um she, but there's just no way that you would be experiencing pregnancy symptoms that quickly no that not quickly at all. literally but if she if she had passions sex with, logic if she had sex with Julian it would have been one night and if it was from Ethan which it was passion uh spoiler alert then it yeah. was two nights ago yep it's just there's not even time for the implantation nothing has implanted yet. But not Those the little eggs and sperm are still
1: trying to find each but, other. Yeah, that, but passions doesn't know. These people just don't know. Uh so And Lord knows the effects you're having on a child after all of the drinking that just happened as well.
0: But like I said, she's not even really pregnant yet. Like she
1: can't possibly
0: yeah. be really pregnant yet. <laughs> but she did do a lot of
1: drinking. She yeah, so oh, I mean it's the first time she's tiny, one glass was gonna get her done. <laughs> yeah, and but she practically drank finished a bottle.
0: They drank bottles, so I know she was sick. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, so um, Whitney, Whitney's talking to Teresa and she, Whitney explains that the, there's only one justice of the peace and the justice of the peace is going to recognize her. So she needs to tell Ethan first. It is at this point that Whitney should have gone into the chapel gotten ethan and taken him to teresa where the two of them can have a conversation i it's not whitney's fault the same way the same way k pouring the water on the pyre isn't simone's fault but at the same time you are supposed to be the voice of reason and you are frankly often a very judgmental of like teresa's choices and you want her to do what you want her to do if you want teresa to do what you want teresa to do you have to facilitate it you have to facilitate it let's say like, i mean yeah. i just and instead of doing that what happens is julian then comes out of the chapel and finds them and then we get this battle of good and evil, right? So we have Whitney telling Teresa, on on as the angel on her shoulder saying, you need to tell Ethan. And the devil on her shoulder, Julian saying, no, definitely don't tell Ethan. Nobody needs to know. Go in there and get married. I'm going to take care of everything, the, the justice of the peace. Oh, I've basically he had already threatened this. Oh no, he hadn't threatened yeah. him yet. He hadn't threatened him no, yet. not yet. <clears throat> he hadn't threatened him yet. But he was like, "I'm going to take care of, take care of everything. You need to go in there and marry Ethan." Back and forth. Nobody's ever going to know. You, you, and Whitney saying, "You're a bigamist." Him saying, "No, you're not. This
1: isn't real." Yada yada yada. Eventually, but it's weird how Whitney keeps flip flopping because at first it's like tell Ethan, then don't tell Ethan. Now it's tell Ethan again. No what I is think, it Whitney? I think Whitney was always tell Ethan. What happened was
0: Julie what happened was she didn't want the Justice of the Peace to tell Ethan. She wanted mm. to make sure that Teresa was the one who told Ethan. So yeah. On that on that part, she and Julian were aligned because neither of them wanted the justice of the peace to see Teresa before Ethan did. However, yeah. they diverge because Whitney just wants him to find out the truth from Teresa, whereas Julian says, nobody ever needs to know there is there is no truth like I am the truth. And yeah. I am um, Julian Crane and I do what I want and I do what I want apparently which is true i've that i haven't seen anything to the contrary yet he's he is constantly doing what he wants except well he didn't, he didn't want to marry Teresa. he just kind of wanted to bed her he didn't want to marry sheridan either i mean oh lord why would i say that no, i would hope he doesn't want to marry sheridan he didn't want to kill sheridan he didn't want to Not kill that the sheridan show either. isn't above incest no. It's it's <laughs> built on incest. It's like one of the first storylines we we start to get a little inkling about that they oh, yeah. go on and on with forever, but yes. Um, I did not mean Sheridan and Julian married. I meant that Julian did not want to kill Sheridan, but he just decided that he had to.
1: He had to, because dad,
0: and he wants the money,
1: and yeah. his father's approval.
0: And yeah, because he's a bad man. He's a bad, bad man. A, an abused man, but a bad man, none the nonetheless. Um, so They're going back and forth. Don't tell them the truth. Don't tell them the truth. Don't tell them the truth. Tell him. You have to tell him. You have to tell Ethan. Ethan pops out of the chapel and says, Tell me what? <laughs> what do you have to tell me? And that's when Julian says to him, Well, she wants to postpone the wedding. Teresa wants to postpone the wedding. That's what she wants to tell you. Ethan says, Is that true? And she says, No. Girl. And at this point, he grabs her by the arm and drags her into the chapel. He's like, we're going to get married right now. Let's do this. So then she tells him, once they get up there um, inside, she says she's changed her mind. We can't get married right now. Not here. Ethan says he doesn't understand, and he gives her an opening. This was a great moment for Teresa, could have been. He gives her an opening. He says, what are you not telling me? Why don't you want to get married? What are you not... Telling me, and that's when you say, I married Julian by mistake, he got me real drunk, and yeah. maybe we had sex. I'm not entirely sure. He thinks we did, but I don't remember it. If he remembers it, that and I don't remember it, that's him assaulting me. Do what you gotta do about that. I yeah. mean, she had to t-
1: adding a lot to what no one knows yet,
0: but she knows plenty
1: that she can tell Ethan right now. Yeah, she does not do that at all. Because remember, one of the reasons why she doesn't want Ethan to know, not just because she doesn't want him to know the mistakes she made, she's also worried about Ethan killing Julian, and Ethan's gonna then be in jail, and she doesn't want Ethan to go to jail for killing Julian.
0: Yeah. She's that's always, her whole- like,
1: five steps ahead of, like, La La Land. It's like... That's her whole thing with Ethan and Luis, because
0: a couple, like last week and the week before, she wanted to get out of there, but Julian told her, well, he's going to kill me, and if he kills me, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Is that what you want? And so Julian put that seed in her head, unfortunately, and yes, she is sticking with it. Um, So yes, that's definitely a part of why she doesn't want to say anything, but girl, look why are you? I don't know. I, mm, mm, I, I'm sorry. I just, at a certain point, Teresa, something's got to give, right? Yeah. Like we can't keep doing this. But um, so she, he, he says, what are you not telling me? Um, she finally says, you know, I really want to talk to you alone because this just doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. And he then tells, and I mean, listen to those words and
1: look at this girl again, she's shaking. She looks very- he doesn't know her like Whitney does. He's literally known her for less than a year. You don't need to know somebody
0: to see them convulsing and be like, there's something wrong here, (laughs) right?
1: Like- not very
0: astute. (laughs) No, that he is not. Cause she's shaking, tears in her eyes, looks,
1: terrified horrified and, and he's just, just like but but it even side is like she's just passionate yeah, No, <laughs> he
0: says he says oh these are just wedding jitters <laughs> wedding jitters this girl about to pass out <laughs> wedding jitters well, ever
1: wedding jitters would be Teresa because she's been dying to marry you since she's been three. Which is why
0: it should be so weird and concerning to you because she has, again, since they've been together um, legitimately, she has been talking about them getting married like every other day. She's been pushing this man to get married. So the fact that now all of a sudden she's like, no, that should lead you to, okay, pause, stop, pump the brakes. Something's going on. Not Ethan though, he says- just wedding jitters. Do the And he says, again, he says, I want you to do one thing for me. Just one thing. Put all your jitters and your doubts and your fears away and just marry me today. Oh, gosh. So, um, he says, I just want to make this thing official. And that's when the justice of the peace enters and says, (laughs) Oh,
1: he's like,
0: like oh my god you two from last night <laughs> you know, the man's performance was great the performance was Wait, great but, but it, did they wake him up again in the middle of the night is that what it is that man has no sleep <laughs> yeah, this man. This, listen i'm gonna tell y'all right now this actor was gonna make sure we remembered him I, he is like, y'all are going to remember me. I'm going to make the most of my little stint on passions. And he did. He worked Oh, it. we should have looked up that actor and see where he if, is now. If Eric was here, I'm sure he would know exactly who that is. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Eric always knows exactly who every actor is. You know, And he'll give you a biography and give you the... The the background and what they played in and what their favorite cereal is. So, (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah, this guy comes in and he he says, "The two of you, you two, or something like that." And uh, uh, he says he knows them from last night. This is where this is where things get real stupid, really really dumb. At this point, Julian stops uh, like steps in and says oh yes he saw us last night in the dining room having dinner at the restaurant having dinner that's where he saw us and Ethan says, but you said you didn't see teresa yesterday mm, got caught in a lie and uh julian says i did no 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 i did see teresa just i didn't see her at first i hadn't seen her in first. it doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test no. it doesn't pass the smell test no, because, because also Julian Ian knows
1: that Teresa's only reason was to be there to talk to Julian. So what was Teresa doing this whole time? And when they got there
0: and they found Julian, but they didn't find Teresa, Julian uh, said he had no clue that Teresa was even on the island. So it, again, it doesn't pass the smell test, but, it, but Ethan accepts this. Ethan accepts yeah. this, even though it's obviously a lie. Um yeah. he says no we 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 had dinner together and whatever then he pulls the justice to the side and he threatens him and he gives him the full crane treatment I'm a crane you will do what I say cuz I'm Julian Crane damn it yeah I do what I want I get what I want he says so you're going to marry these two you're not going to say anything about the marriage between me and her last night and mm-hmm. uh, you're going to you're going to do it and you're not going to make any bones about it you get me you yes. dig, and and, it's, and the, it's gonna be a fake wedding. You're not really gonna really marry them. Hint. And the and the justice says, I dig, I dig, I dig. So um, he...
1: now this would have been a great opportunity, even though the justice is supposed to be all high and mighty to you know maybe get some bribe money here. He Seriously. is a crane. Yeah, but... I you're you're right. You're absolutely right. He so should have so been sleep like through the night.
0: He should have um, been like, yeah. Uh, so what are you gonna? What are you gonna give me? What do we got here? I'll do it for a, a cool grand. Pro- I would, I would, I would ask for more. I'd be, I'd probably ask for ten k. Julian yeah. Crane, you got, you can
1: get whatever you want, right? You always start high and you work your way down. I you mean, start high. It's like, I how don't. much? What does this mean to you? And I can yeah. get rid of evidence. Like we could work together, but you know, this is supposed to be so you know, a clergyman. mind yeah. you, Justice of the T- peace, which is non-denomination. So we don't know what his religious affiliation is
0: yeah i don't know if he is a religious man or not but he definitely is a judgmental man um but, but he um he doesn't he gets scared and he says sure okay i got it i'm gonna I, I get it i get what we're doing here i got the i understand the assignment i will be turning it in on time so yeah. Ethan tells um that's when Ethan tells Julian he's glad he's there. I'm sorry, I said that earlier, but this is the moment when Ethan says to Julian, I'm glad you're here, dad. Oh. Uh meanwhile, Whitney's still trying to convince Teresa that she needs to tell Ethan the truth, but we get the same back and forth. He'll never forgive me. Um, and Julian and, and then she adds the caveat that Julian said he's gonna fix everything, so I'm not gonna be a bigamist, which we Talk about bigamy and use the word bigamy and bigamist so many times in these episodes, which made yes. me laugh because once we get to the the Grace and Sam stuff, she says it a few times. Yeah, and, and it was funny enough that it came up in this storyline, but then it came up again. I was like,
1: oh, it's just bigamy's the word of the week. Bigamy's it the is. word of the week. Yeah. yeah, No creativity, you know, bigamy for passions this couple of weeks. Yeah, let's stick to this
0: yeah let's stick to this so um they begin this ceremony but teresa stops it they're about to do the thing right they're holding hands and teresa says wait stop stop the wedding stop everything and she's like i need to tell you something and then we hear a commotion outside of the chapel and it sounds like which is a moment
1: to pause because then we should jump to that's exactly where we're going
0: we're going. Exa- that's exactly where we're going. We hear come. And, and honestly, t- I give passions of kudos this week on this because this flowed really well. Like. Yeah. My notes flow uh, typically when there's a lot of different storylines in one place, it gets really disjunct and it kind of, you know, they're flowing in and out of each other's storylines. But this week it was really nice. We get a very clean segue into Shuis. So, um, yes, we get a commotion outside. The wedding stops, or it had already stopped, but at this point, this is when our focus shifts to what's going on out there. Everybody goes outside and we find. Um, out that uh, a ship has exploded, a boat has exploded. They're bringing in some survi- uh, a survivor, right? So now we need to talk about the stuff that happens to Luis before we get to this point, right? Yeah. Oh Luis, Luis, Luis. I feel bad for the guy, but I
1: laughed my ass off. <laughs> it was so funny, but I'm not gonna lie. It's one of the shortest notes that I took because mm-hmm. it was so repetitive that it was, yep. it was- like see previous points see previous points yep it was like the
0: shortest thing i did this week and honestly the only reason there's more note like a page of notes here even that much notes is because there's some ethan and teresa and chad stuff whitney stuff like um added in for beef because sheridan and louise's boat explodes that's what we get at the top of this episode it explodes the sun is up in the sky the sun The sun is up, this boat explodes. Luis survives, and we see him floating face
1: down in the water at um, night. At night, the dead. So he's been holding his breath for a good couple hours. I get, I get, we just time skipped. We did the time warp. Let's do the time warp again. We did a time, we did a passion's time warp. Um, And what's interesting is that they, in the beginning, because it's supposed to be a fresh new week, so they do like a slight recap. So they actually started that storyline with Sheridan screaming for Louise while a bomb literally saying detonate. Girl, why ain't you running? I, that? Why are you just standing there calling? I mean, do you want to kill him? Because you're calling him to a bomb. Exactly.
0: That it, that irritated me so much because it has seven seconds on it when we saw it. By the time we see it, it has seven seconds on it. I feel like when she saw it immediately, like the first time she saw it, it probably had a solid 10 seconds. That's enough time to run away from the bomb, at least. You want to get away from the epicenter of the bomb, at the yeah. very least. You want to try to get away, but yes, she stands there and screams at that bomb and is yelling for Louise, who, like you said, is running towards the bomb. Like, what are you, what are you doing, Sheridan? You're luring him to his death. And instead of, and Sheridan is so much smarter than this. She's so much better than this. I hate that they didn't even have her try to save herself.
1: They didn't even have her try to save herself. What? So Why? She could have done it. First and foremost, she could have ran. If she was trying to be brave, she could have seen if it was actually lodged, that she can't pull it to throw it overboard. And that's, I know, asking a lot, because in the moment, you sort of like deer in headlights. But at the least you could do is try to run. And if you the see l- Louise getting on the boat, dude, run toward him, grab him, and throw yourselves both off. Like, come on. Yeah. The least
0: you can do is tr- is run. That's exa- I. There's not so for me, there's really nothing. If I'm being honest about like, if I was in a that situation, that's the only thing I could think of to do. I certainly am not touching it. Uh, I'm going to try to get away from it as fast as I can. My knees. Now my knees might not carry me that far, but I'm gonna try, you know, not Sheridan, though, not Sheridan. though. she's gonna just scream Louise at the bomb. Idiot. I'm sorry. That really irritated me. But yes. yes, Um, the boat explodes. Luis survives, and at this point, he he starts to come to in the in this water, in the open ocean, pitch black because it's the ocean, and um he starts yelling out for Sheridan. Sheridan, Sheridan. And it's at this point that we he get a light gets shined on him and it's a boat of I guess fishermen, I don't know who what they were, but they sh- they fish him out of the water, right? And he's rescued and he says our boat exploded. My girlfriend, my fiance was on the boat. Uh, radio for help. We you need help. They say we can't radio. Our radio's down. Whoopsie daisy whoopsie our way our radio our radio's down so
1: we our can't do down. anything one thing I noticed they call out to someone named Frank who's Frank there was only two people on that boat okay I'm so glad you brought this
0: up because yes there were only two people that we saw but then yeah there is another person who is just like off screen I guess because I was confused by that too they were like somebody there was somebody driving the boat but i was like i thought this guy was the captain i thought he was the one driving the boat but and yeah. what accent
1: is that that's not a bermuda accent that was either english or australian i couldn't quite i kept going back and forth like is that english is that australian cuz that's not from caribbean don't
0: know what any of these people were they certainly were not locals <laughs> they certainly were not locals ridiculous no. No. um yeah they yeah they were yeah Australian or something. One of them was, and then one was American. And then one was like, I don't know. Yeah, like halfway know. through English, half English, British English, half American English. It, I don't know, they were going in and out of accents. It was
1: weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, they and, officially- and really started. quickly too, for the people who set the bomb, you have a heat-o-meter? What is that? A what? A heat-o-meter? He's like, look, it's getting bigger. When
0: the bomb exploded, listen let me be clear with you maria i did those scenes where boris those assassins boris and whatever her name is Oh, I Bay, forget basil, basil and joan that's their names those scenes i ignored entirely i was like oh. what are they even still doing here what are they well, even he's still trying doing to get paid here? they already got paid they actually already got paid and i guess passions has rewritten that because they go to Julian's room after they plant the bomb. The first they planted the bomb two times, too. That's another thing. Passion's just rewrote this shit because they go and get paid. They go to Julian's room. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? And he gives them a giant envelope of cash. If it were me, I would have fucked off by now. I'm an assassin. And also, also, I'm an assassin. I know where to find Julian Crane if I need to find him. But I'm not going down for these two murders. Okay, I'm not going to mm-hmm. stick around. I know where to find him. And like and any assassin worth his salt should have definitely gotten paid up front. You that's not something you wait till services are rendered to get paid for. Sometimes you'll do half and half. You get half and then
1: yes, when no. you bring me
0: proof you get the other half. You know what? Maybe that's what he paid. Maybe that's what Julian paid them was half and then they were waiting on their other half. But still, it's Julian Crane and you have evidence that shows that he hired you. So he's going to he he can you're going to be able to find him. You're going to be able to get your money. You should not still be on this island. I'm sorry. Yeah. If if it's me, I'm as an assassin, I'm in and I'm out. Right? I'm mm-hmm. not sticking around. They stuck around hanging out for what? What
1: are y'all doing? So um, one girl's having remorse, the other one's all excited, and they have a heat-o-meter. Literally, Uh, that's what he called it. Look, it's a heat-o-meter. A heat You can look out the window and see the explosion. Why do you need a a heat-o-meter for? And
0: what does it, what, I know it says heat-o-meter, but what does it measure? Heat? Is that a thermometer? (laughs) Then you would also see that Luis is still alive because he (laughs) generates heat. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't you caught that and i didn't even catch it because i was not paying attention to those two idiots
1: <laughs> was this is like, my first time i was i was detailed <laughs> no i love it
0: here's here's the thing every once in a while i'd like do the show by myself and i don't like doing the show by myself partially because i know i miss details and the that's the great thing about having somebody else to talk to is because if i miss something the other person Often has picked up on that thing, and if it's important, one or both of us have figured, have thought about it, or wrote it down, or something, so it's not going to get missed. So yeah. thank you, because heat-o- heatometer is hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> heatometer <laughs> is hilarious. Where'd you get it? The Acme Corporation? Where'd you? Oh get- my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the bomb does look like something you would buy at Acme. He got his bomb,
0: his heatometer. What else? Anvils? What'd you get from it? The- a bomb that has phases that's a first why is there a phase i don't and and what were these fa- what did they even mean final phase what does that even mean <laughs> oh gosh what a what a show what a show but yes, i love it i love it let's talk about wig we, we gotta get into these we, just, I, we were just talking about how we don't have any Luis notes Shuis notes we have been talking about it for so long already so they fish Luis out of the water but Luis is like he says radio you need to find um get a search party out here to find my fiance she's out there they say their radio is down we can't radio and there's a storm coming in we got to get back to shore and we'll deal with it there and we'll send somebody out and he's like no we have to find her and he jumps out off the boat and back into the water. And listen, he did it This he did it first. When he did it, I was like, you know what? I expected that of Luis. That's dedication. Yeah. I would expect no less from Luis Lopez Fitzgerald. Of course he jumped back into the water. Of course.
1: And if he sees that no one else is willing to help him find her and he just got out of the water, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do it. If yeah, I ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I get it. They but... find him again. And they fish him out of the
0: water Again, again, and then he jumps back into the water again, and I, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I was cracking up because what? So what happens is they fish him out. He's like, we got, we gotta help Sheridan. Like, I, I, I gotta get off this boat. I have to help Sheridan. I have to. I have to. I have to. Um, they try to restrain him a bunch, and they sit him down. And they kind of walk away from him. And then once they get his eye their eyes off of him, he gets up and he jumps off the boat again. <laughs> they're like, Luis. And and it's funny because they're talking so like informally to him at this point, like as if they're old old friends. He's like, they're like, Luis, man, Sheridan's gone. Sheridan's gone. Like they know Sheridan. I don't know. It's like, mean, You gotta face you facts. Do this. And he's
1: like, Nope. Jumping in again. Dude, mm-hmm. like if a fish is able to get up and jump out after a point, you're like, you know what, fish, you gotta go, <laughs> like, and, you earned it, go back. Yeah, he jumped back into the water two times.
0: Two times he jumps back into the water. The second time when they fish him out of the water, I mean, into the open ocean. I, I don't think anybody I hope I hope everybody is understanding how insane that is how crazy that is if a man ever did that for me I, I'd never leave him no matter what he did I don't think
1: <laughs> you jump but back into was the open ocean when he jumped in because he would end up just grabbing something and hanging because he's so tired he wasn't yeah. swimming under looking for her nothing he just would jump over and then hang on to something. Yeah, and he they have wasn't to in his
0: right mind. He wasn't no. in his right mind. It's obvious. So they get him back on the boat and the third time they fish him out, they they punch him and knock yeah. him out. <laughs> exactly. Like for your own good, brother. For your own good. And that's exactly what Simone should have been done to Kay. That's what she should have done to Kay. Oh, wait till knock we get her to that storyline. Knock her mm. out for her own mm. good and for ours as well. Um. So, yes he
1: gets knocked out by these uh fishermen because he's trying to go back into the water. Yep. And they finally were like, "No, not again. Not again. Yeah, we're like, not doing we're... this again. I'm tired." They no. like, "We've already and fished you out, out 3
0: times and there's a hurricane coming. We have to yeah. get to shore." And they say, "You're you're chasing a ghost. Like Sheridan is gone. You you have to face facts. You know, there's no way like if she did, if if she even su- survived the the explosion, She's not gonna survive this storm. Like it's over, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knock him out and get him back to
1: shore. Um and I want to and... say, because I wrote this in my notes, is like the Australian actors doing a poor job of rocking on the waves because they're like uh-huh. this. <laughs> Yeah, they were it
0: was well, they I think they were supposed we were supposed to believe that it's very like really rocky and yeah. stormy. Yeah. But He's I really stop laughing. I was like, you guys are like really working it. <laughs> they were really going for it. They were really going for it, yeah. You know, the the okay. high seas, sailing the high seas. So yeah, they get him into shore, and they don't take him to a hospital. And I know I've said this, I know I have said this on this show so many times. They never take people to the hospital. What is their thing against hospitals? That's the first thing. Tara, this man was- even explo- Eve isn't there. Eve's not there. What can we do? No, <laughs> that would've been so funny though if Eve just showed up out of nowhere. It was like, oh, I just came because I was worried about Whitney. Let me take care of Louise. I need privileges- But that would've have happened.
1: If she had been like randomly, they put the character, that's exactly, she would've taken over. I'm a doctor. I'm
0: I got do- this. I'm a doctor, people. So um, they bring him ashore uh, on a stretcher, and this is where we collide with the Ethan and yeah. Teresa story, where they're coming out of the the chapel, they're hearing about some chaos on a boat, a boat exploded, yada, yada, yada. Um, the girl, Teresa, Teresa's concerned that it might be Louise and Sheridan, but Ethan Tries to calm her down, but it is Luis and Sheridan, and we do see Luis's body being brought in on a like a makeshift gurney, and they lay him on a picnic table. Take him to the hospital.
1: Take him Maybe to the hospital. He's just one and he was sleeping. It, well, we need a reason to stop Ethan and Teresa from marrying, so of course, let's collide that storyline with you know Luis. But we needed time for the drama with Ethan and Teresa, which is why we have Luis jumping in and out like a fish (laughs) of the water, like he's Aquaman. (laughs) I'm sorry, that tickled me.
0: (laughs) Jumping in and out of the water like he's
1: Aquaman.
0: (laughs) When, when When he kept jumping into the, I was, dying laughing like I it was sad like I knew I was supposed to be sad
1: but it was just so funny <laughs> because also the fishermen are like Ivy oh oh my <laughs> god we gotta get him again so aqua
0: yes they bring Aquaman ashore <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that now obviously for three or four hours as the sun comes down you gotta be Aquaman creatures of the deep save Sheridan for me. <laughs>
1: We do never find out where is Sheridan this week.
0: No, the, we don't see any Sheridan this week. We don't see any Sheridan this week. I don't. I don't know when we'll see
1: Sheridan again. I just know when we I see. her I forget how we how we see her or how yeah. she got out. I mean, obviously she's she's still part of the cast, so we know she comes back. It's yeah, passions.
0: Yeah, spoiler alert: die. she's not dead. <laughs> she's fine. Um, so they they pull them. They bring Aqu- Aquaman ashore, and he's. Unconscious. Yeah. Teresa sees that it's Louise. She's out of her mind with grief, of course, and she course. Yells, somebody get a doctor, get a doctor. I'm, I'm like, call an ambulance and get this man to a hospital. Which once yeah. the doctor does show up, the doctor comes, and which we actually get a black doctor. No, no, nobody else on this island is black, but we at
1: least they did make the doctor black. Yeah. Um, so he comes in. At the resort normally will have medical personnel because yeah. it's a Places- resort. You need to have medical.
0: Yeah, places like that usually have like some kind of medical place, which take, I'm surely there's like a whole place in this resort where you, like a clinic or something like that, but whatever. The doctor comes in, he's like, we need to get him to a hospital. At this point, Luis wakes up. Y'all, Luis wakes up, he's like, fuck a hospital. I need to go find Sheridan. And we just let him. Everybody just lets him. Everybody just let him. Is just like, yeah, sure, you want a boat that exploded an hour ago. And yeah, sure, there's a hurricane coming in, but sure, let's just take a boat out into the the middle of the ocean again. Mm-hmm.
1: They just let him. And like, Teresa, yeah, girl, man. And then we don't even give the man at least a shirt. Not that I'm complaining, because I mean, if Passions wants to take the shirts off the guys, I'm for it but he might suffer hypothermia. Could you get him out of the wet clothes? He looks good for a man who has
0: just been through the most harrowing experience of his life.
1: He looks damn good. And that is a soap trope. People (laughs) can have brain surgeries, fires, acid thrown on them, but they still look perfect. This man was in a boat
0: that was blown to smithereens. He has a cut on his head and that (laughs) is it. (laughs) That, that is it. it. He's glistening. He looks good. They, he looks fantastic, actually. Um, so I guess that's why we're supposed to believe like he's fine and we shouldn't take him to the hospital. But you know what? You can look really good and have internal bleeding.
1: It happens he to He should have all water in his lungs.
0: He was breathing water for three hours. Maria, he shouldn't be moving. That man, every bone in his body should be broken if he's still alive. He was exploded on a boat. Like, there should be shrapnel in parts of his body. He should be mangled, okay? He should be mangled. But he looks good. He looks really good. So,
1: oh, Lord. So, what happens next? You tell me, because I. So the only thing I have after that was my only real Chad and Whitney comment was when they start talking about because Chad of course is like I'm gonna go with Louise and then, of course then Ethan's like well I'm gonna go too so then all the girls are worried about the guys and that's when Chad is like so you're saying you saying you're worried about me yeah and she's like of course I'm worried about you for Simone and he's like man screw you man girl <laughs> like this is, no I that's can't. exactly right. You know, and then you know he walks away, and then she's like, "Yeah, of course I worry about you for me." Okay,
0: I wrote Chad and Whitney have a sweet moment, but a, but Whitney makes it annoying.
1: <laughs> she does. She's, <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, I care about you because of Simone."
0: Um, we, I do want to say that amid all this chaos, that Ethan asks Teresa. He says. You were going to say something to me when the when when all of this happened when we stopped the wedding. What was it that you wanted to say? And he says and she says, "Oh, I just had a terrible feeling that something was wrong." I mean, that's a good. It's a good. I mean, it's great. She had an intuition, a sister's intuition, that something was wrong with her brother. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll buy that. Turn charity for a moment. I'll buy that, (laughs) and um, so yes, Ethan and Chad decide that they're gonna go with Luis to um go and help try and find Sheridan in this hurricane and at this moment, man, I will say for what I'm gonna give to passions on this they created a lot of atmosphere around this it was it felt very chaotic and they had like the lightning going and the thunder and it's starting to like sprinkle and there's a little bit of rain and moisture. It's windy. It really looks like a really a really bad storm is coming. And it's yep. dark Rockin'. and and um uh it is at this point Ethan says to Julian. He's like, "What are you going to do? Your sister's out there like shouldn't you be calling someone?" And then that's when Julian's like, "Basil and he cuz Basil and Joan are just lurking around. And so he calls Basil over and he's like, hey, Basil, I'll pay you double. And he, of course, Ethan doesn't hear this. I'll pay you double yeah. to take these guys out to to see with you and to look for Sheridan, quote, quote, um, hint, hint, wink, wink. But make sure that they don't find her. And so Basil's like, you got it. Julian. Got it, Mr. Crane. Yep, yep. And so, um, because Julian when it was funny because when Ethan and Julian wasn't wrong, actually, when Julian was not wrong, I'm gonna tell you what what I mean when I say that. When Ethan says to Julian, like, what are you going to do about this? Like you should be sending out a search crew, you should be going to find that's your sister, yada yada, yada. Julian says there's a hurricane coming in, when I'm gonna risk more lives. Like, I hate that this has happened to my sister, but like d- I'm not going to risk my life and other people's lives to go and try and find her. Fair enough, Julian. Fair enough. I mean... You've been making some good points here in Bermuda. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be real, real, all the way real with y'all. The boat exploded in the middle of the open ocean. It is a miracle that Luis made it back, number one. So I, I, if I'm on shore and there's a and there's a hurricane coming in a big storm no we're not going out there no no i hate it for sheridan i hate it for her but that that's how the cookie crumbled that is the way the cookie crumbled what are we supposed to do so these yeah, yeah these guys go out into this storm it's horrible rain's pouring down and the ships
1: are rocking back and forth and no they don't find sheridan no they don't and find. Then, sheridan. He, here's another critique funny passions thing they all left why are they outside getting drenched in the rain, the leftover onlookers? Like, why is Teresa and Whitney and G- why are they in the rain getting why can't you go back inside? Why are you outside? What are
0: you what do you think you're gonna see? You can't see them out at sea. It's you can't dark. see them out there. It's yeah, it's dark and they're far, far away.
1: Again, they
0: were out in the middle of the open
1: ocean. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I didn't I, get that. I'm like, why are you guys outside? I, I go get it It's raining out. It was just for the just for the vibes, I guess. I, I don't <laughs> know why. They Let get us that. know that it is raining and there's a hurricane coming.
0: There's a hurricane coming. Um, so that's it for that storyline. They have not found Sheridan. Ethan and Teresa did not get married.
1: Um, but and, and Julian June... told Basil could You just throw Aquaman in, <laughs> like it would help that if, like, he didn't come back, yeah.
0: I mean, oh, you know what? I do want to talk about with this Sheridan and Luis and Julian blowing up the bomb, blowing up the boat yeah. storyline. My one main critique of this is Julian believes that this plan his plan was for Sheridan to definitely die and for Luis to maybe die, but like, given what Luis has just been through, which is his boat exploded, do you think he's not gonna do an investigation on what happened? And do you not think that's gonna lead him straight to you? Do you not think you're gonna be suspect number one? It was so weird that you were here. They were weird. They were like, "Why are you here, Julian?" And you were like, "Oh, I'm just here to get divorced." Mm, doesn't again doesn't pass the smell test. So no. Julian's whole plan with thinking that Lu, he's gonna get Luis off of, like this was his way to get Luis off of his back. It's it's only gonna make Luis more
1: of like a rabid rabbit for the truth, right? Like I yeah. just but like will anyone really want to believe that he's capable of killing his own sister? It doesn't matter what you want to believe. What
0: matters is what is the truth. And everybody... The thing is, everybody already knows how horrible the cranes are. And a lot of them say, I wouldn't put anything past them. And on top of that, he already did that whole scheme with the imposter, like that was a lot. That was a lot. And one thing that a, a cop such as Luis should know is that criminals always escalate so this is just the next escalation of like julian's like whacked out mind is he he didn't get what he wanted so now it's like well i guess i have to kill you he's suspect number one he would be suspect number one so the fact that or at least number two because they would more easily think alistair
1: would have done it
0: the only thing with alistair is that alistair is out of sight out of mind right we don't see him as much we don't Deal, they don't deal with him as much so of course Julian and Alistair are connected so I'm sure that he where where is Ju, where I find Julian I find Alistair right where I find fault with Julian I find fault with Alistair so I I, I would say I'll connect those two together yeah for sure oh my gosh yeah
1: but okay mm. let's move on
0: yes let's move on to oh lord y'all trouble marriages Grace is oh. out of her mind Grace is uh, out of her mind. Grace has lost it she, officially. I, I couldn't. I couldn't with Grace. I couldn't. Grace Mm-mm. is... I. Let's just talk about it. I, I, Grace is extremely <laughs> frustrating this week. Just, so just brace yeah. yourselves. Um, so <clears throat> Grace has asked David to stay. A reminder. David was ready to leave. Hank had convinced him that he was making things worse and um, that he was making life harder for Grace and making her sad. And that it would make more sense if he really loved Grace and that if he really wanted her to be happy, it would make more sense for him to just go on ba- about his business and go back to his life. <laughs> and David was about to leave. David was like, you know what? You're right. I want Grace to be happy but then grace says to him no david uh, don't leave i need you to stay i want you to stay huh yeah. so then it makes no sense privately separately we pick up on these in these episodes where sam is questioning gr- questioning grace about why she wanted david to say stay why she asked him to say he says he was on his way out the door why would you ask him to stay and um, she says, I can't let him leave with this dark cloud hanging over our marriage. And Sam says, David is the dark cloud. <laughs> Sam's on 10 for all of these episodes. Like he, he, he every line that, that um, James Hyde delivered was just, he, this man's fed up. <laughs> He's like, David is the black cloud and he was on his way out. Why did you do that? And Grace says, well, he has a marriage. He has this marriage license. And until I know if he's lying or not, I don't want him to leave. And this is when David butts into the conversation. Here's a question. Where were where were they? Because they started out at the end, but then it looked like they were in Tabitha's house.
1: I is think that they, were, they, they were at the end the whole time. Okay. I feel like that set looks like Tabitha's house. Uh...
0: It does, but I think like it was when the David end. walked in with his like bag, I was like, where's he go? Like, is he staying at Tabitha's house now? But I guess it was the end, but it, yeah, it, it looked like Tabitha's end. house. Yeah, um, they were at the end. So David butts in and he says, um, that do he's like, do you believe that you and I were married now? Um, and he says, I want to hear it from you. You believe you believe me that we were married, and sh- um, Sam. Like, speaks up for Grace. I will say one of the things that I really dislike about this storyline that I wish Grace herself would speak up more about is this language of possession between Sam and David, where she's never really speaking up for herself in like choosing, because she should be able to choose, right? Yeah. But and I think Sam definitely does it more than David, but that's I think that's only by virtue of the fact that Sam has the most recent, quote, quote, claim to Grace, right? Yeah. But there's this, him speaking for her, and then him saying like, you know, later on, he's like, you're going to jail for kidnap- kidnapping my wife. And it's like, here's the thing, though. He kidnapped Grace regardless of whose wife she was he kidnapped her whether he was whether she's married to him or not he still kidnapped her you can be kidnapped yeah. by a person you married that is yeah. a thing that can happen yep so there's a lot of this language in in this week and i yeah so anyway da, uh, sam speaks up and says um obviously she doesn't believe that the two of you were married. She's just confused. And David says, No, no, no. I want to hear it from her mouth. And that's when she says, Well, I just can't ignore this. I we have to confront this whole thing. Like we we have to meet it head on. Fine. You know what? Fine, Grace. I I will concede that it would be weird for you to just let David walk out the door. But you know what David says? He says, Well, you know, I can I can write you a letter <laughs> with all the things, all the things I know. Cause Grace is like, I, I need to know, you know, I have so many questions about our life together. She doesn't accept that. Sam then like appeals to Grace and is saying, you know, you're married to me. We have three beautiful children together. You are now, you're not married to him. And she says, but what if I am? That would make me a bigamist. Oh, a okay. girl she's girl. so annoying that would make she's... me a bigamist girl there's no court that would consider you a bigamist
1: dummy you're a dummy that's what you are you had um am- you have amnesia you don't remember this marriage it makes no sense there's actually a point where david even says i've been looking for you and i've never imagined you would have had amnesia girl shouldn't they give you pause to go like well then maybe you left for a reason Right, that's my thing too. Is like,
0: how in twenty years, did this man not? Okay, wouldn't he think it was odd that he found Grace and she didn't recognize him? Why did he not consi- even consider that that was because she had amnesia? Right, mm-hmm. like he assumed. Like I
1: think he thought she was faking it. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't understand David. But it makes no sense don- because even. So if like you wake up and your spouse is gone and supposedly missing persons report that we never saw the other logical conclusion is she left you. Mm -hmm. She don't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? The last thing you would expect is that she had amnesia. You would hope that's the first thing she has because that would mean she left them for her own volition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I will say it until I can't say it anymore. To me, if I were Grace, my biggest concern would be that I don't know this man and he doesn't have a missing persons report for me. He didn't report me missing to the police. If he didn't report me missing to the police, that tells me that there's a possibility that I was running from him, right? If he didn't want to report it to the police, the only thing, the only logical reason I can think of is that he was guilty of something towards me, right? Cuz until you so until you show me a police report that you uh reported me missing in whatever year it was, what was 20 years before 2001? I don't even I can't do math. 81. Until you until you uh show me a police report from 1981, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. There's nothing you can say to me that's going to make me want to come back to you because as far as I'm concerned, you were bad news bears. I don't know exactly. what it is that went on be- between us. And what if whatever went on so badly between them was so bad that she blocked it out and that's why she doesn't
1: remember it. Exactly. And we've already established that with Sam being a cop and he when he found her He did go looking for missing persons to figure out who she was because she didn't even know who she was. So we Mm -hmm. already know that Sam did the due diligence in trying to figure out who this woman is. Couldn't find who her sister was, couldn't find anything because he didn't even have a name.
0: Yeah. And she only
1: knew that it was Grace because it was a name in a pocket, right? That's how they figured out her name was Grace. Which mind you, Grace could be a a regular, like, why would
0: you even think that's a name? That's the f- that was one of the funniest revelations from the earlier episodes that they na- that her name is Grace because they found a, a singed piece of paper in her pocket that said Grace and that's all it says so they decided to name her Grace
1: and I just that just <laughs> but it turned out that to could be have her, been her a actual Bible name. page it could like I mean granted her sister's name is Faith so they have these sort of biblical type names but that could have just been the word like that could have been a sentence of like by the grace of god you know like it's just how many pieces of paper do you walk around in
0: your pot with in your pocket that have your name on it also true why would right? you write down your own name and it's in your pot like like okay people you can carry your id you know so they might find your id you know maybe a credit card debit card with your name on it a piece of paper in your po- just in your pocket that has your name on it. Weird, so weird, <laughs> so weird, so weird. But and it turned out to really be her name. That was the thing, cause I was like, yeah, I was like, this could be anything. This could be a piece of paper that it just says Grace. Like it could be anything, but it turned out to actually be her name, which is hilarious. But um, yes, back to back to uh the the present of Grace, this idiot. Yeah. So um. Sam is begging Grace to tell David to leave. He's begging her like be here with me in the present, like me with the kids. This is your this is your life, this is your truth. Grace says, "I, you know, and to her credit, this makes sense. She says, "I have finally found and met someone who knows me or knew me before I lost my my memory and maybe he can help me or make me remember." That is a perfectly fine, reasonable thing for this woman to say. I will yeah. not fault it doesn't mean for... you still have to be married to him though. It doesn't, and it doesn't mean you have to have gnashing of teeth and so much angst about, am I married to him or am I married to Sam? Am I a bigamist, am I, Paula? Uh, no, ma'am, you can really just get, get to know this man and try to pump him from for information about your past and still continue to be in the life that you actually know. but whatever, because she goes further. She says that and which I agreed with, and then, she says that she can't just let David go. She has to ask him so many questions, and she has so many questions about her past. We have to talk. He says, well, and this is when he says, well, I'll write you a letter. And I loved I loved this. He was like, I'll write down everything I know about you. I'll send it to you. I'll give you my... my um, Contact information. He says, I'll always let you know where I am. So from time to time so that you can, if you have any questions, you can reach out and ask me questions. And um, she says, well, what if I have more questions? Girl, the phone. The, ever heard of it? Little mm-hmm. invention? Alexander Graham Bell? The exactly. telephone? You could call that. You could literally call him. It's 2001. Why are you acting like he's gonna go? Off? It's the 16th century. He's gonna go off, and you're not gonna know where he is, he's or be able only- to contact him ever. He can literally give you a phone number. She's so ugh, yuck. Uh, yeah. She's so yuck. And honestly, at this point, if I was Sam, and I know he like loves his wife, and he wants to keep his, he's worked really hard to like maintain this marriage, and this marriage is forever. And they have kids, and they have a family, and he loves Grace. I get it. But for me, at this would, and as far as long as it's been kind of going on and the way she has like really been pushing to keep David physically there, it would definitely give me pause. It would definitely give me, like, you know what? Maybe Grace is not the one. Maybe I should, maybe Grace is not the one. Maybe I should be with Ivy. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you
1: know, well, me not so much. I gotta be with Ivy. Nah, because Sam yeah. does value, you know, being truthful and all. And we already know that Ivy's lied to him and everything about the kid yeah, and stuff. True. So, like, let's not like immediately. I'm gonna go to I- as if there's no other women in harmony. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you're right. Grace is Batman. not the one. We'll go with Ben. No, I did <laughs> want to know that I needed to at least mention. There was a point where David gives Grace the sketch, which I have to say, thank God, it wasn't done by Frank Lomax Hello. Guys! <laughs> what a good callback because that frank Lomax one was hilarious but it yes so he did a good, good job with the sketch it was a gorgeous sketch but i love sam because he turned around he's like don't you go packing <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a bag to pack don't you have somewhere to
0: go don't you have something to be somewhere to be some pictures to take <laughs> like, you hates- gotta go you guys gotta- he's like don't you got David. packing to do stop giving my sam- wife pictures Sam hates David, but uh, yeah, David does not leave. Um, he, She wants him to stay, so he says, well, he says he's leaving. And Sam's like, this shit killed me. This killed me. This, oh my God. David is leaving. He says, no, I'm going to leave because I can't stand to see you in so much pain, Grace. And then Sam of all people who should have kept his mouth shut at this moment says see grace well that's your proof right there the proof you needed, how can a man walk away from a woman, he supposedly loves so much. I wrote that in my notes i'm like Sam shut up. Sam this man is doing your work for you be quiet, let him leave just shut just shut up just shut up, but he didn't and that's when David (laughs) gives this lovely a very lovely speech he's like um. You don't get it. I'm walking away so that she'll be happy. I'm sacrificing my own happiness for hers, even though it's killing me. I mean, it's a lovely sentiment. It's a lovely it sentiment. Is. you it know is. it is it, making it, Sam look bad. It makes Sam look very bad Sam Sam doesn't need a lot of help looking bad th- in these episodes like he I mean, he looked good. Yeah, he never he, looks look, he never bad. physically looks bad. You know. <laughs> he looked that man is fine.
1: Oh, mm. Wait till <laughs> we get to him building a house. I don't understand you almost, why you need to do his listen, but, I'm Like, hey, I'm here for it.
0: Listen. We about to get there. So, yeah. Um, he David says that, you know, it's killing him. Um, he says that he'll write her a letter and she tells him to stay and he bids her a fond fa- farewell. I hope you had all live happily ever after and have a lovely li- life with your husband and kids. And um, David is headed out the door again. And Grace stops him and says, you can't leave. I need closure. I need resolution. And she says, if David leaves, then I'll always wonder if I betrayed my vows to another man. And then she says, and every time that I take communion, I'll be committing sacrilege. If we don't resolve this, I'll never be happy in my life again which of course prompts David to stay obviously i'll never be happy in my life again if i don't figure this out what is there to figure out it's like figure n- out. the marriage part goes get it annulled
1: get yeah, it annulled
0: that's it. i i i do think it's grounds for annulment i really do i really do at least go down that path before you start like spinning out about like, I'm committing sacrilege and this and that, at least try and get an annulment first. Yeah. But whatever. Um. So then this is when we jump to later on in the night where Hank and Sam are both shirtless and building a house from the ground up.
1: Let's he's not
0: off. just a cop, he's a carpenter. He's a carpenter. Okay, he's a man. He was using a power saw. Okay. Mm. He was using like one of those, what do they call it, a circular saw. He was cutting wood, hammering things. Listen, as a poor millennial, (laughs) as a poor single straight millennial woman, there is nothing sexier than a man who could build me a house. I'm never going to be able to buy a house, but a man who can build one from the ground up. You got me. If any of y'all out there can do that for me, come and propose. I will probably say yes. He has a steady paycheck because he's a cop and he's the chief of police. He's the chief of police. You know, I now me, I don't know if I want to marry a cop. That's just me though, (laughs) because no, the the statistics on cops and and like domestic abuse is very, very bad. Like very bad. And a lot of them get away with it because they're cops. Right? So we're talking about
1: passions.
0: We're talking about passions. And I would absolutely marry Sam Bennett, even though he's terrible at his job and, <laughs> and, and he
1: is a corrupt cop. He's corrupt. but Oh, he, he kind of is. He oh, chooses which laws to follow and which ones not to. He has watched TC damn near murder, and I do mean
0: murder, Julian, two times. And both times he was just like hey man can't be doing that <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't he didn't even like he didn't even pretend to arrest the arrest tc he didn't even fake it fake some paperwork or anything he was just like hey in front of everybody it was like hey you can't do that don't do that come on tc come on man <laughs> if you kill him i'm going to have to arrest you it's like but he attempts the murder and that's fine <laughs> yeah that's his boy yeah he's gonna look out for his boy but y'all these two men hank and sam because this new hank is fine as hell he really is um they are building this house and it was a glorious scene i rewound it i'm not even gonna lie
1: i was like let me go back and watch him cut that let me see him cut that wood again (laughs) i mean i just love the fact that they have to work shirtless I mean, obviously, a huge safety OSHA violation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, they they are
0: not um, actual contractors. You know, they're no. just doing this. <laughs> just a couple of amateurs doing what they can, so they don't have to. They don't have to abide by OSHA regulations. No. And thank goodness no. they're they're, they're abiding else? by passions
1: regulations. And I'm here for it. Oh, um, God, and being look- the fact that we don't really get to talk about Gwen, resident Gwen fan, hello. Um, I will say that one of the things I really, really, really wanted back in those days was for them to give a storyline with Gwen and Hank for it a little made while. Sense.
0: It would have made sense. I, you listen, I and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit in the watch party the other night, but um, my thing about passions with the Gwen, Ethan, and Teresa like triangle and how this whole thing goes on for so long. I don't like it because in other soap operas, people move, they move around. They go from person to person, from person to person. And it's never like the same three people in a triangle for eight, nine, 10 years, you know? From the beginning to the end. And because they might find each other, their way back to each other throughout the storylines, but typically they're moving from people to person to person and it's not always the same triangle for years and years and years and years and that's why i think a lot of people myself included got like some fatigue with that storyline. I I definitely have gotten already gotten some fatigue about, around it cuz it's just like oh my gosh, especially now that especially since I know what's coming with that storyline. Mm-hmm. So I I wish that I agree. I wish that they would have given like Gwen more uh, some other love interest, at least one or two other love interests and really Explored that a little bit, and yeah. where she found her way back to Ethan. Same with Teresa, which they do a little. They do more with Teresa than they do with Gwen, I will say. Yeah. But and do. same with Ethan. I wish Ethan would have found some other, like another woman. To what? Who would that even be? It would be no one because
1: be they all him for the idiot, crazy that he is. Like, yeah. I can't see him being able to attract anybody else. It couldn't be Whitney. It, it would never be Simone or
0: and Kay and Jessica are his sisters. Yeah, that's good. and they're all too young for him. There's like nobody his age, and not Beth maybe. <laughs> like, oh my know. god, but Beth has that. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other another. Yeah, they. That's a yeah, whole they, other. I I do wish that I agree. I wish that they had given. I could definitely see Gwen and Hank. Doing well together for a little bit, like obviously, sh- I like the dynamic of the triangle, so I want to see okay. it. But I, I want to see some, some, you know, because I also think that if Ethan had seen her with somebody else, maybe that would have m- changed their dynamic some too. So a little bit, yeah.
1: I don't know, yeah. but yeah, but Hank it's an and infancy Hank... type of soap opera with infancy type of storylines that didn't always evolve. I mean, Grace was trying to get Sam for almost the whole nine years too, yeah. you know. Julian's storyline kind of stayed within the same circles as well. Like everyone kind of like these magic and all that kind of still stayed. That only really change if an actor had left, you know, like with uh, Molly Statton leaving kind of changed the Miguel and Luis storyline. But had Molly stayed, she would be trying to lose her virginity for nine, 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. All the storylines
0: do kind of stay the same like they're all after the same thing for like nine years yeah that's that's true that's a good point we we just would have written this show better but yeah it is what it is okay so right. oh Hank and Sam shirtless building a house so fine so sexy everything I wish it was mine so fine um so. Hank says to Sam that he thinks that David, I'm sorry, Hank says to Sam that he feels that Sam should face the possibility that David and Grace might be married, like at least face the possibility. And Sam says, no, there's no way this man's a con artist. And he says, and I've got a plan to prove it. And he says, I called the priest at the parish where they said they were where David said they were married. And um he's on vacation, but when he gets back, w- you know, I'm gonna take them to Hartford and have him ID them in person. Well, then Sam gets a phone call from the priest named Father Mike. And Father Mike says, Hey man, I got your I got your message. It sounded urgent. I just so happen to be on my way to Harmony because I'm a lobster junkie. I love lobster, and I hear the lobsters in Harmony are great. So he's in Harmony for lo- for the Lobster Shack, and <laughs>
1: it's, That's it's not worldly. the one that burned down, right? No, that was burger no the hut. Bur- the
0: Burger Hut. <laughs> Teresa burned down the Burger Hut, but <laughs> yeah. the Lobster Shack. No, he's there to do some some I guess lobster fishing. I don't know, but um. He says, you know, I I can I can meet you tonight. What what do you need? And Sam says, Great. I need you to ID a couple, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to Sam and Dave. I mean, he goes to Grace and David and tells them, We're going to the church and get your shoes on. We're gonna get this all straightened out for once and for all. So they go to the church. Um Before before they go to the church, Grace does have a conversation with Eve. So we do get an Eve episode. I mean, a little bit of Eve this episode. And she Mm -hmm. actually does go with them to the church. So that was nice. We actually got to see Eve this episode. But she just recaps everything to Eve. It's not important. Um, So then they go to the church. And um, Father Mike comes out. Looks at the two of them. Sam says, Do you mar- remember marrying these two people at St. Agnes's or something like that? At St. Agnes's uh, 20 years ago. They never have any specific dates, but 20 years ago. Yeah. The guy looked, the my, father Mike's like, I've never seen these people before in my life. <laughs> yeah. He's like, And he's immediately
1: like, no. Sam pulls out the handcuffs and is like, You're under arrest, That I'm reading you your rights. Yep. You're done. He's like, he's like, I don't know these people. Um, I don't
0: recognize him. Uh, and, uh, that's when Sam's like, that's it. And Grace like, it's not over for... She says it's not over for her and David, she's like, this isn't over, just because he couldn't ID us. Um, And she says she can't be uh, 100% over it until she's 100% certain that she wasn't married to David. This is when Eve does step in and says, she says, Grace, be sensible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I loved that line. Grace, be sensible. Um, she says, Father's Father Mike's name is on the marriage license and he doesn't remember you marrying you. So obviously somebody forged his signature and Sam says, exactly. And that's when he says, you're under arrest for, ki- the and he says, the charge? Kidnapping my wife. Again, it's kidnap. He should not have ever been let out of jail exactly. when you arrested him the first time for
1: the kidnapping. No, and then um, he also wants to then play judge and says, here are your choices. Jail or just leave Harmony. When are you a judge?
0: He also, that also was bullshit because he says it and literally gives him 0.1 second to think about it. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> prison it is. Here yes. are your choices. You can either go to jail or you can get on a plane out of town. All right, you're going to jail. Like It was like yes. that fast. <laughs> Time's up. What time? You didn't give me any time to think. Um, so Grace is unhappy with the fact that David is getting arrested. Um, Sam says to her, What more proof do you want, woman? What more proof do you want? Which here's the thing: I'm actually I'm actually with Grace on this because it's been over 20 years. This man, just because somebody doesn't recognize you, can't ID you, doesn't mean that th- it didn't happen. He, mm-hmm. we don't know anything about this man's mental state. We don't know anything about like his memory, what he, how could he, and he's probably married a ton of people in his career. How's he supposed to remember one couple? You know, exactly. I, I I don't know. So, um, so I'm actually with Grace a little bit on this,
1: Um, yeah. like saying like, and, no, and this for doesn't actually prove anything. that have been the proof that Sam needed, i mean yeah. i will give credit to great to, to sam he wasn't even in uniform but that man carries around his cuffs to handcuff mm. at any moment mm. i like a man mm. that's prepared mm. Mm. <laughs> it does make you make you wonder what's what's yeah. sammy up
0: to right um mm. you can come waiting. over to my house cuff me up a little bit see what just see what happens let's take me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spread them no <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so um, Grace is upset that he's whatever. What proof do you want? Uh, David then appeals to the priest about like, no, remember there was a side chapel with a little angel and Grace wanted to be married there, like try to remember she was wearing a simple white dress and a white brimmed hat. And the priest is like, sorry, sorry, bro, still don't remember and um then sam starts to cart david off to jail and that's when father mike uh looks at grace as she's walking away and he says oh was your hair always this color and and i it was so funny because immediately i was like how
1: would she know <laughs> how could she possibly know no and but before she, she... that wait you're skipping a whole thing what did i skip he said that he was gonna ask the priest something, and he whispered the story to Grace first about the bandage on the That's finger. after this. Oh, that was after. after okay, this. sorry. Yeah, because what happens?
0: Because what happens is, he, the they're about to leave. The priest notices, like as sh- as that girl Grace is walking away. He, I guess she, he kind of starts to recognize her a little bit. He says, "Was your hair always this color?" And she says. I don't know. Beats the hell out of me. I have amnesia, and that's when David's like, "No, she was blonde." And then the um, <laughs> and then um, the guy, the the father Mike, sorry, father Mike says, "Oh yes, uh, your hair was the color of a an angel in a Leonardo da Vinci painting." Calm down, calm down. And uh, David says, yes, she she tried to... Remember, Grace, you tried to dye your hair for our wedding, but it turned out badly. That's why we stopped to get a a hat on the way. And we used to always joke that we got married by a hair, remember? And um, then Sam's like, the only thing happening here is that you've tricked the priest into believing that he, he married the two of you. And then that's when David says, I have another question for the priest. And he whispers into Grace's ear, Saying, okay, I'm gonna tell you this. The day of our wedding, a cat scratched you, and then you put a bandage over your ring finger. And when I tried to slip on the finger, I mean, slip on the ring, it wouldn't fit. So then David says, so priest. So nobody heard that but Grace. Uh, Father Mike, do you remember anything else? Remember something maybe about Grace's hand, her ring finger? And that's when the priest is like, yes, she had a scratch, she had a bandaid, and you couldn't put the ring finger, the ring on her finger bing bang boom all is lost sam i think at this point sam sam even is like this is it it's it's over that yeah Yeah. that that proves that is a lot of details it's so many details there's so many details i mean the the greatest of which is that grace puts tea in her honey which she did mention to eve in these episodes which is another reason i skipped over it but grace puts tea in her honey so no, he there's so many details he I mean the marriage certificate the mar- like the marriage license then the marriage was registered with the church she's got the the scar on her foot the um the she cocks her head to the side when she reads it was something else the the tea and the honey
1: um fa- he knew about faith he knew the she was going to Boston the, the honey and the tea you said the tea and the honey I just oh. thought that was funny <laughs> Tea in the honey. No, I mean, no, if she um, was putting
0: tea in her honey, no that's a good one. That. that would be a good one. Um, he knew about faith. He knew about the angel girl. He knew that yeah. she had she had powers. He he had.
1: I so would have been sold with knowing about the angel girl thing because that's supernatural yeah, no. stuff at that point. No, that is the point where I was like, yeah, th- this there's no
0: getting around David. David is inevitable, like, because even Sam doesn't believe Grace when it comes to the angel girl stuff. He's always just like, you're tired, take a nap. Yeah. Um, but Sam, like, I'm re- not Sam, but David remembered and like, I, it seems that he believed. He was like, you always used to get these premonitions and you had these powers and your mom told you about them and taught you about them, yada yada yada. So that's where we are with them. Hi. All right, All right. I'm about magic. i talk about magic, oh my goodness. I told y'all it would be a long one today. It's, Cause I had a lot, There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um. Okay, Charity, she's just getting a lot of useless visions
1: as always, useless. what else is new? The most useless what else power she's on the show, you've said it before and I totally concur. They're useless, what is she gonna do? Oh, Teresa's in trouble. Oh, Sharon and Leaf about to blow up. Okay, well, can you get me a phone? like How's, what how does that help us though like my thing about charity
0: is she never has any inkling about what like she yells at the beginning of these episodes we're never getting off this island we're doomed we're never getting off this island we're doomed how why who what when what like something like even And have you ever seen that's so raven you ever seen That So Raven? OK, no? OK, there's a show that used to come on Disney Channel called That So Raven. And Raven Simone plays Raven, obviously. And she gets psychic visions into the future. She sees oh. something into the future, right? And then she comes back. And if it's a good thing, she's like excited about, like, this great thing's going to happen to me. And then she does everything she can to make sure that thing happens, which oftentimes like messes things up. But then if it's a bad thing, she's like, we have to stop this, right? Okay. Charity is getting these visions of like all of their skeletons. She knows it's gonna happen, but she don't have, doesn't have, get any information of the sur- of the surrounding um, circumstances. So it's just so incredibly unhelpful. And so at the, if it were me, it's like, yeah, okay, we're all doomed. This is what I'm seeing.
1: What do we need to do to avoid this from coming? And she to- doesn't explain what she's seeing. She's just making these statements that we're all gonna die. Okay, well, what she are you sucks. seeing? Oh, uh, you know, she she's sucks. not saying, "Oh, I'm seeing us in bones," as if we've been here forever. Which I will have to say, Passions, I give you, I give you props. You made Timmy have hay in his body. Is <laughs> that <laughs> first time like, you put bones in Timmy? No, it's hay. He's he's the you- scarecrow, and you see yeah. hay. It's perfect. Because like, it
0: wouldn't make sense if him to have a skeleton. He's a doll, right?
1: Yeah. But, but also, it is why fun. would that he nice have died? Detail. He's a
0: doll. He's a doll. That's a good point. Why would he have died? Wouldn't he have just gone? That is
1: hilarious. They uh, did. Unless <laughs> he's only alive because of Tabitha's magic and if she's not around, he stops being a doll. A living doll. But even doll. then, She's, but he
0: would just stop living, but she sewed him together physically. He's a physical, he, he's close, like he's kind of like their clothes don't turn into something yeah. else, right? So that yeah. he's made of fabric. Why, you're absolutely right. Why would he, why would he turn into a pile of hay? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Um, gosh, you got so many, you saw so many details that I missed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So Sheridan, not Sheridan, my goodness. Well, she's screaming about Sheridan. She talks about Sheridan being Sheridan and Louisa dead. it's done for them. It's too late for Teresa. Miguel is trying to calm her down. He's saying, don't worry, we're going to light this pyre up and um, we'll be back to harmony in no time. Don't you worry. And just a reminder, they built up this thing that they're gonna set on fire so that a passing ship will see them and rescue them off of this off of Warlock Island. So <clears throat> Simone, then, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yes, okay. Simone is like fighting with Kay, telling her if Kay, if Charity's premonitions come true, then it's all your fault, Kay. Um, and I would, I would say, I would posit. That is also Simone's fault. Because why didn't you stop her or at least Mm -hmm. say something to somebody else about what she had done or what she was planning to do? You know, so I would say because I don't know. I just wouldn't be able to let my friend just strand us on an island on purpose. The Russell sisters
1: are always there to be judgmental, but not actually do anything. F- to not facilitate, I mean, what they should I will give them credit. They at least are loyal to their friends, they don't rat their friends out, but at their own yeah. detriment. Because, girl, exactly. I love you to death, you're my best friend, but I'm not trying to die for you because exactly. you're trying to get laid. They are
0: loyal to a literal fault, right? Like, this is very not good for you anymore, right? Like, you got to look out for yourself yeah. at some point. Uh, so uh, she says, Simone says. Uh, I'll never forgive you if we don't get rescued if the, if nobody ever finds us. Doesn't matter if you forgive her or not. If y'all are stuck you on this dead. island, it doesn't it literally doesn't matter. Um you so uh, uh meanwhile, charity is continuing to have these very intense visions and she's yelling, we're never getting off this island. We're never getting off this island, Miguel. And then Miguel finally is like, you know what? It's time for us to light this thing up. It's It's dark enough. They'll be able to the, the ship should be passing by soon. Let's set it on fire. So they go over to light the thing. And of course, it does not light because it is soaking wet. And they realize that it's soaking wet. And then they sit there and they're like, what the hell happened? Him and Reese. It's Miguel and Reese. They're like, what happened? Why is this thing
1: soaked? And this part Batara. was so silly. What's Batara, up? Did, did you not notice how they lit the match? No. Reese used his teeth. Gross. He literally <laughs> was like, Can and lit know? it
0: with his teeth. Really? He did. Maybe that's I wonder if that's on like that actor, I wonder if that's one of his like special skills on his resume, can light
1: matches with my teeth? They didn't show it getting lit. They just see that he puts the match into his mouth and teeth and kind of flicks it. And then all of a sudden he's holding a match.
0: I did, again, you picked up on so many details that I just missed because I did not see that at all. Cause if I had seen it, I would've been like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, I I was (laughs) like, what? I was like, I had to rewind. I was like, did he just light like that with his teeth? Yes, he did. He lit it with his teeth. Wasn't he like a scout or something? And that's why he was like, Yeah, I know what I'm doing and I'm a scout. Do they I teach you know. that? How to light? A, you don't have flints in your mouth.
0: Yeah, that's a parlor trick. And like, it seems like it would be hard to light
1: a match in your mouth because your mouth is wet. Yeah, no, it, it, it was like definitely it a parlor late. trick because they have a box. There's lit. Le- you can just, why? Why are we showing off, Reese? Why are we showing off?
0: Also, at this point, in 2001, shouldn't y'all have lighters? And Mm -hmm. matches, but also lighters because lighters are just so much easier to use. Yeah. But whatever. whatever. I just want to point that out because it was hysterical. I'm
1: like, he's (laughs) using...
0: That's hilarious. I had no clue that that, like, that's crazy
1: that he lit the match in his mouth. God, passions. You might have to clip that and put it on your tiktok I have to figure I, I that's yeah
0: I have to figure I think that's in this is 546 so yeah I could probably find that I have to look yeah. it up and see it for myself um but yes he they try to light the thing it does not light they try to figure out like what the hell happened and then they're scratching their heads and Kay like walks over and she's like "Huh, oh my goodness." She's doing like the worst acting. This actress is like doing on purpose bad acting, and it was really funny, actually. She's like, hmm. Wow, gee willikers, huh? I don't know what could have happened, but maybe the weight of the pyre was so heavy that it sunk down into the sand and then the water from the from the shore got in and got it wet. And Reese literally looks at her and is like, basically says, no, sweetie, that's stupid. It's <laughs> like, no, that's dumb. That's wrong and stupid. You go back and go over there, girl, you girl. Yeah. Get out of my face. You're just a girl um, so, who doesn't
1: know anything. Yeah. We're far away from the from the shoreline. Yeah. <laughs> Even though every so, time they showed Charity having visions, you literally see water reflections. So I'm like, wait, how close are they to the shoreline?
0: Yeah. Well, see, I yeah, I think they are close to the water. Like they're on the beach, so that a passing ship will be able to see them. So like they're close enough to the shoreline that I think it would be plausible that like water might make it up that far i guess because you would want to do it close enough to the shore that the ships could see it but far enough that the water wouldn't wouldn't get it wet i would assume so yeah eh, whatever the they on the beach and the fire doesn't light and charity starts flipping Again. She starts getting a vision of Sheridan and Luis's boat exploding. She screams, Sheridan and Luis, they were in an explosion. They're gone. Then she says, Didn't you all see the fire? Everyone's like, Girl, what? No, we didn't see a fire. Charity's very upset. Understandably so. She's so upset. And Miguel decides, you know what, we need to give up on the... I guess we're going to have to give up on the boat passing by. We're going to have to stay here tonight. Let's go back to camp. So they take Charity back to camp because she's like, she's freezing. She needs a blanket. So they go back to camp and Charity gets yet another vision of everybody's skeletons. And at this point, she becomes inconsolable. She's yelling. All of us, every one of us, is gonna die. All of us, and she says um, that she doesn't. Again, no useful information. Just that we're all gonna die. No, yep. We're all gonna die. That's what it is. And she, scr- I mean, this girl is losing her mind. And it is at this point, <laughs> Kay, Kay is like making little jokes about her on the side, and they were uh, honestly all spot on all hilarious like as bad as k is and as stupid as her plan is and how much i hate the fact that she has stranded them on this island she's not wrong about charity <laughs> like, yeah no yeah she's like i think at one point she's like oh maybe one of the maybe her alien friends are gonna come and beam her up soon or something right. like that because like <laughs> she is she's doodle. It, yeah. From any other perspective outside of like the viewers watching Passions knowing what's going on. If you were in this situation on an island with this girl and she just will, I mean for hours at this point, has been yelling about that we're all going to die, that Sheridan and Louise are gone, Teresa is, is, has made a huge mistake that she's going to regret for the rest of life, She, she she's in major trouble. Yeah, she sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. And no, I don't want to spend any time with somebody who's constantly telling me we're all doomed. That's why yeah. I don't go to church. That's yeah. why I don't go to church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go sit in a service where somebody's going to tell me, you know, like the the end times are coming and the, mm. you know, the rapture will come and every knee shall bow and the tongue shall confess and there's going to ra- fire is going to rain down. I don't want to hear that
1: i'm not interested and then all we have is miguel either placating her or just telling her she's tired like he believes her sometimes but then he doesn't believe her i don't understand Yeah, that's so weird it's like to her face he doesn't believe her but to anybody
0: else he's like team charity it's so weird it is very weird because he, when he's talking to her, it's very much yeah, trying to placate her, trying to keep her calm, telling her she's you know everything's fine, you're just tired, and to everybody else, it's almost like well, Charity, you know, she's special. Yeah, she yeah, is. Pretty she's special. She's pretty all special. Right. She's pretty special. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's especially crazy. So, yeah. um, she's inconsolable. Um, Miguel finally manages to calm her down and she calmly then says, we're doomed, Miguel. We're all doomed. <laughs> Which was so funny. It was just so funny because she was so inconsolable for so long. She's yelling and screaming. We're all doomed. We're all doomed. He finally calms her down and she takes like a deep breath and she's like, we're doomed. It, it is what it is. <laughs> so, And so she says that and then she faints. She just passes out, falls flat my on her ass. Son. And Miguel thinks she's dead. He's like, oh my God, Ch- I think Charity's dead. And Reese comes over and he's like, no, she's not dead. She's just in a trance. Like, she'll she'll be fine. Um then um Miguel calls over to Kay, and Simone is like, Kay, Simone, come help Charity. You both were candy stripers. Can't you do something? And um Simone's like, I just know the basics, and she runs over and she's like, Yeah, no, she's not dead. She's just got like low breathing or something like that. Like she's breathing very shallow or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's alive. She is alive. Uh, Kay says she she talks about how she would be and I mean, this is all while Charity has passed out. We think Mm -hmm. she could be possibly dead. Kay's like, I would be so good for Miguel. Like she's having her own. This girl is having her own trip. She's having her own. She's on a different trip than everybody else. Like Mm -hmm. she's basically on a different island than everybody else. Cause she's off on her in her own little world, talking about. I'd be so great for Miguel. I'd make him meals every day. I'd be so good to him. He he would never want for anything. I'd give him sex every night, girl. Girl. (laughs) Like she she's off in her own little world i'd be i would just be so good for miguel once charity's gone he'll see wow um and this is was so see it was so funny it was so funny because she was like um this is it this is how charity dies like this is the legend she thinks that the legend that um what's his name reese was had told about the girl dying the girl with visions or powers dying yeah, yeah. she's That's like right it's all coming read true. on the
1: internet and we know that everything on the internet is true
0: it's gotta be true. I saw it on the internet. I, yep. I saw it on my Palm Pilot in 2001. So it's definitely true. So he... Um, I'm sorry. So Kay is like off in her own little world. She She's saying uh, she has a new idea, a new way to get Miguel away from Charity. Because at this point, Char- Miguel's just by Charity's side because she's half dead. So of course he should sit there with her until she... Oh, wakes up, but mm-hmm. uh, M- Kay says she's got a new plan to get Miguel away from charity because now she she says, I've got all the time I need to get Miguel to be mine to, to take him away from charity. I've said it too many times, so I'm, but I'm going to say it one more time. This is the worst plan she could have possibly come up with. This is the worst plan she could have possibly come up with. How are you supposed to find time with Miguel, with chaos happening? Chaos raining down on y'all. Obviously Charity is his highest priority, as she should be because she's clearly... She seems like she's dying at this point, right? So she should really be everybody's priority and
1: concern right now and uh, but, but she's, she's like always going through crisis maybe people just have charity fatigue that's true yeah i got charity fatigue i do have charity fatigue i'm sick of her yeah. um, but
0: uh charity i uh, sorry Kate. go says she has an idea she's gonna get miguel away from charity and she says if this works maybe Charity won't even have to die. Oh, she says it so flippantly. So she goes over to Miguel and she asks him to go with her to get more firewood because she's she's like Charity's getting cold, like the if the fire goes out she's going to be too cold. Miguel is very stern with her. He's like I'm not leaving Charity. No. So it is at this which point that she tries a different tactic and she like walks away and waits for a minute and she starts to cry, which we've seen her do this before. She starts to cry very, very loudly. And Miguel's like, "Hey, is that you? And she says, yeah. And he says, where are you? I'm over here. And so he goes to her and whatever it it's not important what they talk about because miguel does the miguel thing k does the k thing nothing is happening here Mm. um and then they uh hear commotion from where charity was simone is yelling charity no because charity has just like Lurched up like Frankenstein, yeah. and she's walking slowly towards the fire, where there's three Benjamin Franklin-looking motherfuckers coming up warlocks. out of the fire. They're, yeah. yeah, they're the they're, they're, they're the warlocks, but that that they, they look they're dressed like Benjamin Franklin, and but in yeah. tattered clothing. And um and. There's beckoning to her, come to us, Charity, join us in the fire. We can help you save Sheridan and Louise. Oh, no, Sheridan and Teresa, come to us, join us in the fire. So she's walking to the fire. And that's when Simone sees her and and yells, Charity, no. And Reese grabs her and pulls her away from the fire. Miguel runs in and she wakes up because she was like in a trance. Mm -hmm. And um, she explains that she can see people in the fire. Even though she's not in the trance anymore, she can still see the warlocks in the fire. And she's like, y'all don't see those people? (laughs) And everybody's like, no, girl, no, no, take a nap. At at this point, it is when I would be like, go take a nap.
1: Go, Go get out of here get out Someone of here. Someone go get the water. Oh, we can't. Kay used it for the fire. Kay used, used all the water. We can't. We can't I give her a cup of water. All I wrote was burn, baby, burn. Please, just
0: burn. burn <laughs> so mean, burn. but I can't. And listen, I was ready for her to walk right into that fire. <laughs> I was honestly, I was kind of hoping that they would do like a Game of Thrones thing where she would get into the fire, but it doesn't harm her. Like it doesn't hurt her because oh, she's, she's got power. Yeah, that would have been cool, but they did not do that. No. Um, so Charity is desperate to like go see these people. She's like, "We need to I need to talk to them. They said they kn- knew how to help me. They knew they said they had answers and knew th- the answers to to all my questions and um then Jessica, Jessica is the only person on this island who is having an appropriate reaction to what is happening on this island." <laughs> She's like I am terrified. Why aren't the rest of you more terrified? Charity's yelling that we're all doomed. The boat that we came here on explode, like, b- burst into flames with Tabitha on it. Charity mm-hmm. now is seeing people in the fire. Like, th- this is bad. What if what she says is going to come true? What do we need? Yep. Like, how do we get off this island? So then, this is the point where Miguel and I haven't talked about um Tabitha, Timmy and Norma cuz honestly not a whole whole lot happens but we will touch on that here because <laughs> at this point Jessica Jessica has introduced Norma into the group, right? So yeah. um Norma is part of the whole group and all part of the island gang now. And um so we'll talk more about that but it is at this point that um uh Miguel decides we need to find a way off of this this was the dumbest this was stupid this was stupid He says we need to find a way off this island let's all split up and scour the island to see if we can find somebody else on the island who can help us No Miguel In the dark? Yo- exactly. In the dark? No. Go to bed. Go, stay at camp, wait till the sun comes up. Once the sun comes up, fine, maybe go searching. I don't know what you think you're going to find, but maybe go find searching for something. Yeah. But go to bed at this point. And y'all should absolutely, you have no way to communicate with each other. You should absolutely not be splitting up. You have to stay together. Miguel's an idiot. I can't stand him, but they all just—they all agree with him, so they're all stupid too. And so they all disperse to like look for stuff.
1: Meanwhile, let's talk about Norma, Tabitha, and Timmy. Uh... Wait, but real quick, there was a point where to distract Kay puts the (sighs) moves. on wreath yes oh i'm so sorry i forgot about that because it was no no that's so why i good. have my notes because I, I i wrote it down and i'm like that she took his glasses off she took his it, hat off he actually started looking halfway decent
0: so while at once everybody like disperses right Kay is supposed to go and do what everybody else is supposed to be doing, but uh, she decides to stay behind. Even though, and she like does it sneakily because she was supposed to go, but she stays. Reese is staying at camp so that he could hopefully get some kind of service on his palm pilot and um, find maybe they said send an email to somebody to get them off the island.
1: Yeah, so he's he's supposed to keep watch
0: of charity. Exactly, he's staying at camp to. Stay with Charity and to be on his Palm Pilot and try to send an email. So um, everybody else disperses. Kay circles back to camp after pretending to go off, and she then, like you said, puts the moves on Reese and tells him. Crush on her already. "Mm, Well, he thinks they're dating. Reese believes that she's his girlfriend. (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Crazy. But yeah, she um, she starts crying, and he um offers to hug her, and she's like, "Yes, just hold me." And so he's hugging her, holding her, and meanwhile she's looking over his shoulder at Charity, who has gone into a trance and stands up and walks off into the forest. So she's no because longer trying to look into are the forest. Once fire. again,
1: calling to her that they have all of the the knowledge, and they say someone's after your man. Mm -hmm. and that's when she really got interested all of a sudden all of a sudden it's like oh no forget about louise forget about teresa someone's going after my man oh no she's like what girl
0: what girl yeah the warlocks are telling calling her to their cave we'll tell you we'll tell you we are we're your friends we're your real friends um come to us and we'll help you uh we will tell you so many secrets so yeah kay has successfully gotten rid of charity and and mm-hmm. sent her off to hope what she hopes is her doom. And but I, no, I, there's I'm sorry, visions y'all. that are helpful for someone. listen. I gotta be real with y'all about this. Even though Kay is horrible for what she is doing and has stranded the everybody on this island, yo, this particular tactic was so funny to me because I was like, you know, it is kind of a gray area. She's not doing anything to charity. Charity's doing everything to herself. <laughs> yeah. She's letting her you be know? her
1: own worst enemy.
0: She's just giving charity the freedom to destroy herself. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's a gray area for me. Like for me, I don't know. But I, like, I mean,
1: I know it's terrible, and she is pretending that oh, like she can't. So she's terrible. like savage. she is still sabotaging things.
0: Yeah, no, that part of it is ridiculous, absurd, crazy. I can't I yeah. don't understand it and never will understand it. But this portion of it, with the the getting rid of charity portion where she didn't really do anything, she just let charity be charity. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yes, girl. That's that's how you do it right there. Um so yes, that happens and they they flirt and stuff and then finally Reese realizes that Charity has gone missing and then he talks about the warlocks. He says that he believes that the warlocks have returned and they're all in real trouble and about Tabitha knowing about the warlocks and him thinking Tabitha's a witch,
1: yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I didn't care for his making fun of, you know, like, Oh, it's the warlocks. Ooh, it's the warlocks. Shut
0: up, please. Yeah. I'm whatever. Um, but I was, you know, honestly, I was glad that he got a little bit of attention from Kay. Like, he's gonna live on that for three years.
1: Oh, he so will. (laughs) Oh, you just gave him you know material for a while now. He is so happy, so
0: yeah. so happy. Uh, so let's let's talk about Norma and uh, uh. Tabitha. Norma sets a trap for Tabitha. She still. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the short of this because we've been going for a very long time. I know. Norma set- "Yeah, Norma sets a, t- a trap for Tabitha. She 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 some some foreshadowing here. She digs a pit." <laughs> She digs a pit. Oh, you jumped and... all the way to the end. Yeah, I did. I jumped to the end because nothing just happens. To the end. Nothing happens between these no. three. Like they you know, there's banter. It's it's stuff that you you know what it is. It's stuff that you have to watch. So me talking about it, it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's a sight. Most of it's sight gags, right? Like yeah. most of it's yeah. So
1: yeah. Um, Tabitha be throwing rocks, hitting her telling her, why don't you just pull the rope? Oh, let me just pull the rope. Wait, but don't pull the rope, cause I'm about to fall. And then it's running yeah. around and it's hatchet and introducing, yeah. That's exactly. mostly my notes, it's just recapping, not a lot of like side. The
0: most important thing that happens is Norma abducts Timmy. He gets Timmy, I mean, she gets Timmy by um tricking Tabitha into putting him down. She gets mm-hmm. him, she, uh takes him away ties him to a tree has him yell out for help for tabitha lays a trap for her a pit digs a pit covers the pit and tabitha is frantically looking for timmy and she runs and falls right into the pit the end yes that's it but that's a really deep pit. yeah how she dig it so fast like what is she what tools does she have Besides her hatchet and a baby Bjorn and of a, 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 the skull
1: of her father, she yeah. it with her dad's skull. <laughs> and, and my biggest thing was like, if she's gonna, if she, her desires to murder Tabitha and Timmy, who's a doll, whatever. Why would she care that there's witnesses for a bunch of people that are stranded anyway? Like that whole thing of like, no, we got, I gotta kill you in secret. Why, if you're just a murderous murderer, then and. What was funny in the beginning was like, oh, I gotta kill you because your checkout was done incorrectly, so now you gotta die because you just chucked out. Checked out. Well, the checkout, the checkout process is her killing them.
0: That so oh. that was the thing, yeah. They, so that's her. It's she a euphemism. The hotel and they something happened and okay, no, yeah, never mind. It's a euphemism for her killing them because they checked into her hotel. People check in, but they don't check out right she they check in yeah. she kills them and that's the checkout procedure they escaped therefore they they went against the checkout procedure and she has to take it. rectify it that yeah that's the whole thing but well then if
1: she's just a murderer then just kill the teenagers too that's what i've been
0: saying you're on an, an, a deserted island they're all scattered about kill them one pick them off one at a time yeah I, I mean, I, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I've been feeling the same way about Norma. Like, why why don't you just kill everybody? There's no then, then there will be no witnesses. I mean, you're a murderer after all. Exactly. You know? What do you care? If t- Am I a bunch of teenagers? Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't know why she. I don't know. I. Uh, I'm so sick of like the Norma, Tabitha, Timmy stuff, to be honest. Y'all probably can tell by the way that I just covered
1: it, but <laughs> just like-
0: Yeah, no, um... we spent five
1: minutes on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it for the week. You have anything else to add before we
1: wrap up there, Maria? No, no, it was at the end, my last notes was, that is a huge hole that Norma dug.
0: <laughs> and it is, and is, yes, it is. So with that, that's the whole show. Um, you can always find me on all the social medias. Check the link in the description for the Patreon, social media, email, anything, you know, just hit me up if you have any questions. Oh, also, um, we're having the Patreon Halloween party on Halloween, and we're gonna play, we're gonna do some different games. And one is Passions Trivia, which by the way, I did get your email with the crossword, really? which is so cool. Um, We, but if you could send me some passions trivia questions, you can send them any way you know how to contact me. So that's message send me a DM on any of the social media. You can send me an email, you can hit me up on Patreon, wherever you know where I am. Just send me a message if you have some like good trivia questions. Send me the question and the answer to the question. I will double check it, but I just want to. Gather some questions from different sources if I can. So please, please, please send me some passions trivia so we can have a good time at the party. And with that, oh, wait, Maria, is there anything you want to tell people where to find you? They can send you an
1: email if they want to talk, if they want to talk Gwen, right? I know I know we didn't get to really talk about Gwen and it's been now a thing between me and Latara that every time we're doing a watch party or talking about passions she happens to always find episodes that do not include Gwen being listen. so it's been this running joke and when she asked me to help host I was like yes great and the whole week, there's been no Gwen.
0: No Gwen. But if as if you're up to it, up for it, whenever Gwen comes back, you can absolutely come back. We I had a great time, by the way. Thank you so much. For, yes. The, listen, I know I said, like, we've gone long, but it's just because we had so much fun and we've been talking yes. so much. And we have a lot to yes. ta- discuss, so I had a great time. So you can... You can come back anytime. Just let me know what episodes you want to be on for. And you can come back anytime, especially. And it's. I mean, I
1: need somebody to give me the Gwen perspective. Okay. Yes. So and I know definitely it's come back. unpopular. And if anyone needs to try to understand it or want to reach me, you can email me. It's GwenFan329 at AOL.com. And I will put that in the
0: description. I will put that in the the description. Gwen Fan, can y'all even believe it? Like I just, she has a And I've had that email
1: since the days of Passions because at some other point we could talk about the the website.
0: Yes, we will talk about all of that. But for that, for now, this is the end of the episode. Uh, So with that, everybody, you are my passion for life.